Welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. I'm here with Mike the Mouth, Mouth Masada. How you doing? I'm aggravated. Okay, I'm annoyed. I'm about to go nuclear. I'm about to lose my shit for the next 95 to 125. But what the hell many minutes we do for this damn show every damn time? You never yeah. know. You never I know. Never know. You never know how long it's going. I've been told. I've been. I was told recently by somebody, and I forgot who it was, that I'm some kind of pioneer now because you know I inadvertently do two plus hour podcasts for baseball. You know, it was never done before. So now all of a sudden, like I'm the I'm the innovator of the two plus hour baseball fantasy podcast for some particular reason. Now everybody's doing it. Well, this 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 podcast is like Fight Club. The, the only rule is there is no rules. Yeah, that's right. And and, and this rules, kiddies. If you're listening to the show, uh, I think you might want to like uh, take the kids away from the show because you're going to see full blown MTM tonight because I'm I, I, a lot of shits built up over this week, and uh, we we have my and we just recorded my little uh, video response. Uh, to that jackass cubby knoll, whatever the hell his name is. What's his name? James is his real name. You know, yeah, your name is James and you come up with cubby knoll. It's a good fucking move, whatever. So you, and you, and you're going to get in my face and call me names? That ain't happening, brother. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, you're going to be disrespectful and talk down and go on to the, to the godfather of the NAPC? No, that's not happening, right, Zach? That is not happening. Uh, apparently, you know, it's appara- apparently not. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how these dudes... You know, like to talk this shit and everything, and they never can fucking back it up in a million years. You know, they all talk about, oh, I'm going to get in a competition, I'm going to show up there, I'm going to clean your house and clean your club. I'm going to tell, I'm going to, and they don't fucking do it. Okay. He's not going to do, he's not going to do shit. My, I gave my video, you know, had to fit on Twitter, and it's only a, a couple minute response. But this, this guy, if he's listening to it, you're going to do shit. And the reason why you're going to do shit is because you, you, you type, your type come and go. You, you sit on the sidelines, you talk shit. And you never put your money where your fucking mouth is. And those have to even be big money. Not even big money. You don't spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be in the NFPC. Anybody here in this knows that I'm one of the, the, the biggest ambassadors to getting more players. True or false, Zach, I'm one of the biggest ambassadors to getting new players in the NFPC. You you bring them all in. You bring you bring in all the all the dudes. That's right, including you, dude. Okay, yeah. right? Yeah, now, you, yeah, Zach, you. Who are you, Zach, who are you before I met you? Look at it, Zach. Look, look, you are now a celebrity. Because of me, right? <laughs> you are you are a no a no but no unknown, you know, virtual nobody in the middle of fucking Canada, and now you are a huge baseball podcasting phenomenon in, <laughs> right, right, because of me. Yes, true or false? Oh yes? man, yeah, you're you're making me blush. Yeah, okay. I, I'd I'd never admit to that. That's just because you have the heat up so high in your house because it's so fucking cold there in Canada still. It's actually fucking beautiful here today. Yeah, went for uh, a run. It was, it was it, no more snow. It's actually glaciers are finally melting. Phenomenal. Anyway. It's global warming in in Canada right now. Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember. Don't forget, global warming is a hoax put on by the Chinese. Just remember, remember that. Okay. Well, uh, I learned I learned something new every day. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so so this is so this is this is the thing. You know, these guys again. They all talk shit, and then when they when they meet me in person, all of a sudden they're like little kitty cats. Okay. So he's gonna he's gonna when he, so if he ever does show up, this guy's gonna be purring and he's gonna rub it up against me, all right? Because that sounds like you know, and he's gonna be all nice like a little 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 puppy dog when he meets me in person because he's gonna be shitting his pants for all the crap you'd never say to me to my face ever. That right? that I have to say that video was funny. Do you admit? Do you admit the video was funny? Oh, oh, dude, that that first of all, yeah, I got I I will give him credit. Yeah, it was spectacularly funny, right? Yeah, it was. I was, I, 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 I was dying. I, half the time I was laughing my ass off, and the other half the time I wanted to punch this fucking lights out. Right? <laughs> so, but 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 it was it was. I got I give him an a for inadvertently creating probably one of the best videos you know that he ever did because everything else I've seen him do like the Joe Musgrove video, which I'm gonna tag to that other that other you know video he did like acting like a complete jackass 
right on there. That was the best you could do. You know, so I'm glad that I, I inspired to bring the best out of him to come up with a video like that because it was spectacularly shittily bad and, and so bad it was great at the same damn time. Perfect. My, my right. one my one question about that video, and it was great, um, regardless, like I, I just, first of all, I think everything about this is just funny. I don't take anything seriously at all whatsoever because it's it's honestly- Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute, Zach. Hold it. Hold it. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that fantasy baseball is not- serious are you trying to tell me that it's not it's not the be all end all of everything it has it has nothing to do with solving like you know world hunger or you know a global warming or creating world peace are you, are you, is that is that the most important thing in the entire world i don't know i just learned about global warming just two seconds ago so um i don't know about that but the, the, the my one question about the video is does this guy sleep in his hat like yeah, I mean, he's like in he, bed with a fucking hat on. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I got, he's like, I gotta go night night, but he's he's wearing that hat. What are these? What are these doofus people? First of all, hats like that. When I used to wear a stupid cap like that in college in the eighties, okay, as a, to make to make a stupid ass point. And I look back at it now, I look like a jackass, okay. And you're gonna walk around, you're gonna sit in bed and say, I gotta go night night with my cap on. I mean, give me a give this, this dude. This and this is a representation of Fantrax. He gets on there and uses usually. Like, Fan tracks. If, if you did this for a company and you work for a company and you put that video out, I'll ask. I'll ask my buddy Vlad Sedler. Of course, we'll listen to this at one time. If someone from what is he with a fantasy guru, fantasy elite, yes, like, yes, some douche, some guy like that got on Twitter and put that video up there, would he have a job the next fucking day? You know, I, I don't think so. No, he get, get Paul. He get Paul Pierced. Yeah, he, he whatever the hell that means. So I don't. No, I don't you know, wanna... Paul. You see the video Paul Pierce put out. No, I, I, you know who Paul Pierce is? I, I think he's a, I want to guess he's a basketball player. He is. And he just put it, he put a video on Instagram of him with a bunch of strippers um, live streaming it. And then he was like fired in the next day instantly, obviously. Okay, great. Perfect. See, that's the way the world works, right? You know, right? That's yeah. What, but, but whatever. But it's way to get. If anything, you're actually give him a shout out because I never sign up for anything. I don't even, I, I don't have, like I said, I was going to get the forecaster. Never did. Um, like I should, but I just. There's just you so much. Use it. You could use it. I've seen yeah. your teams. Yeah, go ahead. All right, whatever. Um, but I did. I did subscribe to um, Vlad Sedler's article just because I wanted to. I wanted to not because of his fab articles. Like not not that they're not good, but the main reason I wanted to was I wanted to read that Three Wise Men article, which is phenomenal, uh, because the the Casey Cha article was just so so great. I loved it, and I wanted to read that, so I subscribed. And I also um, like I've been reading his fab articles. However, I both weeks I've missed them before I've done my fab. So. Yeah, it helps to read the article before yeah. I actually do the fab. Yeah, I read the articles actually after I did my fab, which I'm There's not going to make. Bit them of a, a bit of a sequencing problem, like in a bit of the, the cart before the horse. Kind I of look at them like shit. Like this, these are actually this is really, really, these really. This, is, this is really, really good. Yeah, and I missed, I missed it all. Like, like you don't realize how good that article is until yeah. you've done fab and not used it. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> Anyway. But again, I, I did, I, I have to admit, I don't buy, purchase many services here. I do buy the forecaster. I supported, uh, who's the one that does the fantasy benefits? Is that Justin Mason? Yeah, I bought that one too. Oh, I, I, oh look, I'm not, I'm not a complete piece of shit, you know, because, you know, because I actually bought his uh, fantasy benefits thing. Um, so uh, go figure as, as hard as I am on the TGFBI, which is coming next. Hang on. Stay, stay listening. If you're going to get out of your car or wherever you are next, so that, that rant's coming next in, in a heart in a second. 
But, uh, and I do, I get my Rotowire service props to Jeff Erickson and the job that those guys do over there. Great. All service. right. This isn't an infomercial. I started I, this. I, I was know. there. I was there. You know, I did, I did a nice, you know, podcast with them. They spent taking a week on opening day. Zach, did you catch my podcast? Yes, day. I did. It was, it was well done. I love, you know, that, I love that podcast. Now that we're, now that we're um, just um, sucking up to everyone, that was, that might be one of the best podcasts out there. The Rotowire one. I don't miss, I don't miss an episode. So I didn't miss yours. I think Scott and, and, um, or, Jeff Erickson and um, Scott Jensen. Drew, uh, first time, first phenomenal, time phenomenal job there. First time he had me on, you know, he finally came to his senses and came crawling to me after we drafted the lead together and had me on, which is great. I'm glad he did. It should be a regular occurrence uh, on an on a annual basis, at least that I'm on. And we talked about that too. I love Scott. Scott, Scott's got all the right players this year. He's got all the Cincinnati Reds pitchers, just like me. Right. Perfect. So Perfect. I think, I think he's going to do, I think he's going to have a great year. Just same, same as me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Did I say Scott uh, or Jeff, I think Scott. So he, so he, so he Jeff, 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 Jeff has the Cincinnati guys. Did I say that? I forgot. Zach, see, we've been, how many long are we doing podcasts together for, Zach? What's up? How long, how long have we been doing podcasts for together? It's got to be over a year now. Yeah, it, well over a year. Okay. Yeah. And I don't even come out. I, I usually, by this time, I'm in, I'm in fantasy hibernation, just focusing on my teams. I disappear until the end of the year and I'm doing my drafts again because I want to focus on everything. But I, I've decided this year to do a podcast and come on right after the season started because we didn't do that last year right and right. you're still talking over me right i've tried to i've tried to coach you to become a better broadcaster and you have you come a long way since you first started, and you're still cutting me off you're still talking over me i needed to there i'm waiting go ahead i'm, I'm gonna no i'm done ahead. i needed to i wanted to i just wanted to make sure that i that i said my piece about the cincinnati reds pitchers i felt like i need i felt that's something i felt like i needed to say you feel better now that you said it now zach Tyler Molly, TJ Anton. Yeah, I'm done. Done? Yeah. Got it all in? Yeah. Anybody else you want to add? Nick, Nick Senzel, Jesse Winker, anybody else? You're mm, all good. Oh, um, Jose DeLeon. Okay, good. You're, now, you, now you're covered. Yeah. Lucas Sims, you want to throw him in nope. there too? No nope. more name dropping of Cincinnati Reds you want to do? No. Those, okay, are, those are the three most important okay. ones. So, but, and so I purchased the fantasy guru or guru elite, whatever. I don't even know what it is. Fantasy guru. Is that the site I'm on? I don't, all elite, I elite go, fantasy, fantasy guru. Yeah. I just go right to the, 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 the settler article because quite frankly, I, I can't stand anyone else that's affiliated with that site for the most part. I'm, I'm just going to say that out loud to anybody. I won't even name any names, but because Vlad, who's a class guy and a top player and knows his shit, uh, I, I want to read his fab article. So I got it for the fab article. Okay. So there, there, so there it is. Well, well worth the investment already. I think well I'm worth the investment already. In, in two in, weeks. I said for all that are you, all that are you, are those of you who are going to listen in and haven't purchased it yet, purchase it. But it's it's always good to read it before Fab actually runs and uh, get the insights before you actually and so to place your bids before Fab runs, not after the fact, right, Zach? Did you get the SP Streamer Draft Kit? Um, I, I think I actually supported him on that. That's a good well. one. You know, and then, and then Justin, he talked about Justin Mason. I'm, I am such a great guy and a charitable. You guy. are. You really are, are fantastic. All I, all I do is, is donate to charitable causes. All, and I look at all these fantasy baseball guys that are trying to make it out. You know, in the industry here, needing a little support. So if it's whether it's streamer, whether it's Vlad, whoever, I'm going to throw them some bucks, give them some support. Right? You know. Right. And even 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 Mason, right? I, I got. I don't have to talk. I don't want to talk about it. And meanwhile, you got hotshot celebrities like actors who shall remain nameless, and other people <laughs> in the damn draft okay, who who could easily buy and sell me and write a check and are cheap asses. Okay, so don't be a cheap ass in supporting with your charitable cause, right? But I think 
that at least buys me the right a little bit if I don't want to compete in the damn competition, right? To not compete in the damn thing because everybody always gives me shit. Oh, why don't you compete in the GGFBI? So I, because obviously you saw the shit storm when it was yeah. like, MTM, the Godfather versus Twitter, right? I found I think I, in all Twitter hell unleashed on me this past week, right? Yeah, shitstorm is actually a great um, term for it because you, you just you can catch up with you can catch up uh, with it when you're taking a shit. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So yeah. that that's kind of what happened. You know, that's what I spent my my what a 24 hour period doing because I had the audacity to what? What did I have the audacity to do? In a 24 hour period. Yeah, at least. Wasn't it? You had a 24 hour period? Usually they last. It was a 24 hour period. Usually, usually they're a couple of days. Yeah. I was a bit crampy and then it turned okay. into a 24 hour period. That's okay. what happened. All right. So, Continue. So, what happened exactly, Zach? Why don't you inform your listeners, and for those who may not be up to speed on Twitter events, what exactly happened? What, what, what atrocious human, you know, um, okay. human uh, rights violation did I, did I perpetrate on people? Uh, that started a gigantic Twitter shitstorm. Well, you did you did something that I wouldn't have done. Um, you you, um, you were a little harsh, I would say. I was. You were a little and bit I, harsh. A little bit, a little bit more harsh than usual. You get your shtick. You know, like I, I, like I, a lot of it's funny, but like this was a little, this was this was a little bit over. This is a little bit overboard. You, you Carlos Marcana, who actually just retweeted one of my one of my um, a podcast that I was on, and I was talking to him talking to him a little bit on Twitter. Shout out to Carlos. He said that he forgot to put Corbin Burns in his lineup. Um, by so I don't know how that happened because it's the first week, and he drafted him in the fourth round. And why um, he was so, out of, and why he was out of lineup in the first place? I don't know. I, we don't know. So I don't know. Um, that's that's one of the wonders wonders of the world. Um, so you retweeted that. No, you actually retweeted. So something. Carlos, we're going to say on the show, Carlos Marcano, you're now one of the you're now the ninth wonder of the world, basically for your for that whole thing happening. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's um, that's a good way to put it. And um, so I guess you 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 cropped out what he what he wrote. First of uh, all, let me. You, you didn't tag him. You didn't tag him, which was. I didn't funny. tag him, and I didn't crop shit. You learned your you oh. learned your lesson with Syndergaard. You don't tag someone when you're talking shit, right? <laughs> so you've, you've, you've yeah, learned yeah, it. because you know why I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why everyone's upset with you because you're actually growing as a human being because you did not tag Carlos like you yeah, didn't know. I, I, I've learned yeah. some Twitter etiquette. So what's the problem? I didn't act. Carlos Marcano, did I? I didn't no. add the guy, just like I added Syndergaard, you know. And like, <laughs> really, and like, truthfully, does you think fucking Noah Syndergaard really gives a rat's ass? Why are we still talking about this? I have like, to say, because people bring him up because your buddy, uh, shout out to you know Yancey, Mister Moral Majority on Twitter, Mister the Twitter Police, Yancey Eaton, because he needs. Talk, he he tells me I need the attention. All this fucking guy does. He's like the he's like the little the peanut gallery. He's like the little kid that's the, on the other side who wants to play with the big boys every time, and he's got to interject himself in every goddamn conversation all the time, all the time, for for, for whatever reason. I don't understand, right? Especially if it comes to me, he's like, oh, you know, he's got to he's got to try to guide me in the right direction and steer me, right? Meanwhile, he could be he's old enough to I'm old enough to be his father, to, probably twice over, knowing knowing whatever, and he's trying to tell me, oh, you know, this and that and everything, interject himself in the conversation. Yeah. If you haven't figured out yet, for those of you that are listening to the show, I can be a little rough, you know, a little direct, just a little, little bit, maybe just a little bit, okay? <laughs> a little bit, okay? So the fact of the matter is, I call him like I see him, okay? I didn't call the guy Carlos. By the, by the way, Carlos and I are cool. He's a great human being. I have a lot of respect for him. We now follow each other on Twitter as a result of this thing. And maybe before everybody went off, it went ballistic on me because I had the audacity, okay? Because some, somebody sent me the tweet, shout out to Greg Blankenship, Right, who sent me the tweet saying you got to see this whole thing, and I just and I just shared it, 
Okay, so it wasn't even, I didn't even originate the damn thing. It was brought to my attention about the Corbin Burns mishap. And all I said is, I didn't say, hey, he's a piece of shit. He's horrible human being, you dumb scumbag. Nothing. I just, here's an example, okay, of why I will not ever play in this competition, right? Because ultimately it is filled with, and maybe not Carlos, okay? But for the most part, and we've had other examples come up since this time, right? It's very funny that most, for the most part, people that are checked out, don't take the league seriously, aren't professional about it, half-assed everything, are non-competitive, and it's not worth my time and energy, okay? It invalidates the entire damn competition because of that. That's what I was saying, okay? And oh, well, everybody goes, everybody goes ballistic that I ruined this guy's life and is terrible and whatever. And meanwhile, kitties that are out there. Carlos, who's probably a mature adult man, who's probably older in life, okay, a little bit up there in years, not maybe, maybe not maybe my age or younger, whatever. He's had some life experiences, okay? Real life shit, real life horrible crap that's happened to him. And we were messaging back and forth. He puts it all in perspective. He wasn't even that upset about the damn thing. Okay. And I said, oh my God, I'm sorry to me, you get you caught in the crossfire. I wasn't intentionally trying to make an example of you personally. I was just using this botch, okay, as an example. Okay. He got it. We're cool. And we move on. But no, we, we have to have the Twitter police. Got to have the Twitter moral majority out there. And give me a fucking break with all you people. Okay. First of all, you are the same exact people that behind the scenes, and I'm not even going to name drop anybody else's names, that DM me, oh, those those fun facts were so funny. Ah, oh, you ripped on Zola. Those fat jokes are funny. Hey, uh, hysterical, blah, blah, blah. I hear it all the time. Okay. And, they'll, and, and they just say all this stuff behind the scenes to me, but oh, God forbid. You know, and it is an old expression. It all depends on whose ox is being gored. Go look it up. Okay. It all depends on whose ox is being gored. So in other words, okay, if it's something that's close and near and dear to your heart, okay, then you're all indignant and bent out of shape and whatever it may be. But if it's not, and it's somebody else, hey, all bets are off, all things are great. Okay. And and, and any right, no one ever rips on anybody on Twitter about their fantasy baseball team or their fantasy baseball decisions ever. That never happens on Twitter. Okay. And 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 we never call out anybody on Twitter about about anything, do we? It's a gigantic fucking cesspool is what it is every damn day. So don't, I can't stand hypocrisy. I've said this before. Don't be a fucking hypocrite when it comes to all this shit, okay? This ain't life or death. This ain't rocket science. You you take yourselves way too seriously. The problem is everybody's got a podcast. That's another another problem, okay? In this day and age, too many people, and it's it's wonderful. It gives everybody a voice, you know, but have something to say. You know, have something to say besides criticizing everybody else, right? That's the thing. Or, or being, you know, standing on the sidelines and just jumping in, you know, and piling on, oh, whatever, right? It's always popular to, think, to say what everybody else is thinking, okay? Anybody can do that, you know? Be an innovator, be creative, be outside the box, be controversial, be a little edgy. So what? It may ruffle some feathers, okay? And in my case, a whole emu's worth, as I was saying, all right? So you ruffle a few feathers, it's not the end of the damn world, right? It's not, we're not, I'm not committing human rights violations because I'm rough around the edges and I, and I said something or whatever it may be. Now, and then people that know me personally, right, Zach, know I'm the nicest guy in the entire world you'll ever meet. Generous, caring, humanitarian, loving, supportive, right? All those things. Correct, Zach? Correct. So the, th- the thing with what you said is if you said that to about me, I wouldn't care. And I think Carlos is cool too. I, I don't think 
that's the bad part. I think what people are getting upset about is the shitting on the TGFBI because it, because I play the TGFBI, I enjoy it, but I, it's important, like in anything in life to have um, your expectations in check, right? So when I'm entering a league like that, I, I, there's no expectation gap in terms of what I'm expecting and what, and what, and, and the product that I'm consuming. I think for some people, and that's, and that's, and I think for you, I think you know what you, you know what you know what to expect as well, and that's why you don't play because I think if you do play, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment. If you did play, you'd be disappointed in it, uh, because because of things that happen like people not setting their lineups. I think certain people that shall go unnamed um, have um, an expectation gap, and what what their expectation of this league is is different than what it actually is, and they're trying to change something that just isn't going to be changed because you got a, such a cross section of like 450 people in this contest. You know what the thing is, what it is and just enjoy what it is because Justin works hard and he puts out a good, he puts out a phenomenal contest. It's, a, it's an industry national contest and it's just great, but don't try and make it something that it isn't. And I think you have people that like, and I've said this in another podcast that like they want to be in this like big contest that should be the be that should be the be all end all, but they're not going to pony up thousand two thousand dollars to be in an nfbc it doesn't even have to be an fbc i don't want to be an elite an elitist it could be yahoo it could be a home league that's a thousand dollars that it should be like that should be like a spectacle and the tgfbi is just not that because there's, there's because there's no money there's no there's well, nothing- so what is so the truth of the matter is this is the problem okay and let, let me just just clarify something because you know i want to again just justin's listening whatever there, there's no doubt that justin mason met the guy on his pod Great guy, nice guy, great idea. If I didn't believe in what he was trying to do, I wouldn't fucking support it and give money to the damn thing, okay? But the problem the problem is, okay, w- defining it fully what it is, okay? That's the thing, okay? Because you, there is, it's not fully defined or what it is. If it's just a good old bunch of home league, you know, fuck around, not shits, and, shits and giggles, Whatever, then that then call it what it is. It's a funnel, mostly industry kind of thing. Like what Justin said, your current, like your reputation is your currency. It is what you make it. It's not. It's not a. It's not a defined thing of. It's not the same to everyone. That's that's the problem. But if you, but if you, if I'm going to start a competition, if I'm going to start next year, you know, MGM's amazing fantasy baseball competition, be all end all of everything competition, whatever it is. Okay, No, no one would play. That's not true. That's not true, Zach. You'd be the first person to sign up and you know it. So yeah, shut up. It's true. Okay? So, so you, you, but anyway, and, I, and you probably ask for a free membership knowing you, but that's besides the point, all right? But the point is, okay, if you, wanna, if you want this to be, first of all, obviously, the more people that compete in it, right, are they required to donate if they're in the league? They have to make a donation of a certain amount of money? Is that how it works or is it just a freebie? No, it's just free. So it's like, here's the other thing too. Like, if you, if you want to, uh, why not be better? That, that's the other point I'm trying to make. See, the thing is, everybody's coming down on me like I'm shitting on the, NF, the, the TGFBI and it's because of you ruining it. No, I'm not. Okay. Wake up, boys and girls. Okay? What I'm doing is bringing more and more attention to Justin and the TGFBI. Now, uh, now, people, people are going to say bullshit. No, no, but the truth of the matter, it is true. No one's going to freaking, no one's not going to play in the TGFBI because I say something about it. People are okay? going to say that you say what you do because you want attention on Twitter. You want to stir the pot. That's what people think. Would you, do you think you really think that I'm not going to get attention on Twitter or attention with you? How many podcasts did I do with you? 
before TGFBI even came up in the conversation. Attention for sure, but I think I don't even know what the damn TGFBI was. All the people, all the people snapping back at you are just giving you exactly what you want. You want, like, you want, you want the attention. You want the spotlight. I don't want, dude, dude, dude. Look at look. Well, then why do you say it? Because you're not helping Carlos. It's not like, like I said, you're I'm not trying to help Carlos. Look, I'm not trying to help Carlos become a better not, fantasy player. You're, you're posting this. You're not saying like, oh, like you're saying Carlos. Carlos is like stupid for doing this. This is this makes the content. Wait, 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 first of all, where does it say in my post Carlos is stupid? For I don't doing remember this? what you said. But it you, does that exactly. This is why, the this problem. Is the if you're gonna if you're gonna call me out on something, just call like, me out on something. Possible, like what responses could you possibly have thought we're gonna you were gonna get? I that? knew. I knew. You knew exactly course. what responses you're gonna. Of course, you're not gonna have like you're not gonna have the morality police say, "Oh, Mike the Mouth, you are correct." You like the TGFBI is shit. We agree with you. I'm th- so thankful you're you're enlightening us on how like terrible the TGFBI. You know you're not going to get that. You're going to have a bunch of people that are going to come down and call you a piece of shit. And that's obviously what you wanted. You want people to call you a piece of shit. Why would I, why would I want that, Zach? Because you posted that. Like why else would you post that? That's I'm what trying you, to. I'm Zach. I'm trying to explain. You want come, Zach, you want to come and I'm hate. Trying to explain to you why I post this. I know you're just trying to be this way and take the point counterpoint position, even though you 100 agree with me. Okay. okay, you're like one of the, you're like the majority, the mass majority that stays silent that agrees with what I'm saying because the, for all its greatness in the, and I said this on Twitter as well too, but no one commented about that when I say T you know T hashtag TGFBI forever and all these wonderful things. More power to you. I hope more people compete in it. I hope it becomes a bigger competition. Great. Okay. All I'm saying is. If you want people like to be, you talk about inclusiveness, right? That's the big thing I hear. Oh, I've got to be more inclusive in the in the NFBC. Well, you guys are doing the same damn thing, all right? By saying, you know what, this is what the competition is, or or, or not, or not even defining what it is, and saying, okay, here, whatever. And we don't give a shit if people don't set their lineups. We don't give a shit if people that, that half the teams in the leagues are dead in the water or DOA before they even start, and they don't go, they don't follow through, and they don't play it out, and they don't do fab and all these different things. You just that's what you're saying, you know. And any, any and we're throwing a blanket thing. Hey, anybody can join up this league. I'm, I'm sending out 500 invites to join up for the league, and and you're not even collecting a donation. At least donate to the damn charity. At least there's some kind of skin in the game. Like I had to donate 50 bucks or had to donate 100 bucks you could make it's it like a charity donation and half of it goes to charity and half of it goes to a price well you could do that but obviously it's a price in for the, 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 the something okay the point being is that there's, i got a, there's a thousand great ideas okay but the thing is you know all progress another thing i also said all progress has happened uh, from people who took unpopular positions right i take sometimes unpopular positions that's what i do Okay? And it's not because I'm trying to just shred the TGFBI. It's also because I'm saying there's a lot of good there, but at the same time, there's a lot, if you want to know why I don't compete and you know why you can't get me in there and spend my time, and there's a lot of other players just like me that won't waste their time doing it, right? Maybe if you just tweaked it a little bit and made it a little better, you know, and at the same time help the charity a little bit more you're doing, more people will compete in the damn thing because it is a major problem when people don't give a shit and they don't play it out and they don't take it seriously and they just leave their teams dead there and they don't set a lineup for what is it for four years? Who was the guy that not set his lineup in four years? Um, Pisa Pia, yes, yes, okay. yeah. And I, and I know Joe, I've, I've met him, I mean, he's 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 covered one of my you know, competitions and whatever it may be, okay. But you know, you know, they don't do that, that mean, in my opinion, you just don't. Right. It, to me, it's disrespectful of the competition, disrespectful to the whole cause that you're trying to do there for whatever. So clearly define, have expectations, want to be better. And you know what? And there's no such thing as bad publicity. OK, you know, you're anything calling attention. You're trash to you. What? People are saying you're, you're trash in the TGFBI. They can look. You know what that is? Zach, let me tell you what they you know what that is, Zach. 
You know what that's, you know what that's called? Okay. It's called an opinion. Okay. Right. And everybody's got one, right. You know, and I, and I have a, I have a Twitter stream every day full of people's jackass opinions about a bunch of different things that I just shake my head at and scroll along. Right. I don't unfollow them because you don't like my opinion. Right. And that, and that how weak minded societies become that if someone's opinion, you don't, you don't like pops up where someone's rubbed you the wrong way or said, ah, that's it. You're dead to me. You know, I'm your, you're on my unfollow list. I'm blocking you. I'm muted. I don't block or mute anybody. Okay. Not even douchebag, this guy, Cubby, no, nobody. Okay. And there's, there's nobody and I, that I blocked anymore, really. Right. And I, and I, and you, 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 you check, you, you're, you're amazed. You're talking to me. I can't believe more people haven't blocked you. Okay. I, I'm not aware of how many people block. I think a few people have blocked me, but not that many. Yeah, when I, ask you, when I ask you if you see something on Twitter, the first thing I ask you is like, you must be blocked by this person because I just assume you're blocked by most people. You know, why would, why would you assume that? Just because people- yeah, that, would, that would make me, that's making the assumption like I'm such a horrible person. That's all I do is put negativity and crap out I don't, think, out there I don't the think you're a horrible person. I think the persona on Twitter just causes people to get upset as you see. Is, is the persona on Twitter all like just, you know, ripping people shreds and cutting people up and putting people, no. is it? No, I don't think no. so. So no. my thing, moving moving on to to no, my, that's not moving on. We're not finished with this topic yet. Okay, the re, the reason no, we, moving on to a different part of this topic is that <laughs> you 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 don't want to play in the TGFBI because you, you think that it's just not um, it's not competitive enough, right? It's a, but dude, it's an it's an inferior competition on many. Not just because not because it's just because the comp, the the playing it. I'm not. I don't have a home league for a reason. It's a home league. It's a home league full of ind- mostly industry good old boys and fr- whatever. Which I have a problem for to start off with. It's not indicative or representative. It, you want to play if you're in the industry. Of, I can understand if you're in the industry and you want to play it. And it gives you something to talk about amongst your industry fellows. Makes sense. Do it. It's great. I don't got that kind of time, man. I got 20 some odd leagues, maybe 30 leagues right now with money on the line. You know, I got 25, 30,000 invested in leagues plus side bets of other things I got going on. I got to focus on that. Okay. And I, and I, and I, and you, I believe you do the same. You, you're pretty much the same thing as that Joe guy, except you don't play. So you're, you're respectful enough not to play. Now, I think Smada, who was, I was reading that thread. Um, this Smata BB guy, he's saying that like he, I think he thinks he wants it to be like a main event. That's that's what I think that's what that's what I think he has it in his head. But it's just not that, and he's trying to make it something that it's not. So if you're trying to make it like a main event, and you're getting upset for people not sending lineups, it's it's sort of like contradictory because if I'm in a main event, if you're if he was actually in a main event and Joe Pizza Pizza, Pizza Pizza Joe, you know what I mean, right? Joe wasn't setting his lineup. Would he be fucking complaining if he had $1,700 on the line? But like, if somebody's in my main event league and they're not setting their lineup, I'm like, great. I'm like, this is like, that's the thing. It's like, it's like completely contradictory, right? You want it to be serious, but then you're also, if you were in a serious league, you would never get upset about people not setting lineups. Yeah, but how many and that does happen. Gonna, that how happens many people are in the NFC. That? That's the other many, argument. People say that, oh, well, like we saw this happen in, in an, OC, an online championship where people spent all this crazy shit on fab and these people are stupid in the actual money leagues. Well, that's great because you know what they're they're actually putting up money to take my money away so it's completely different and like if they want to fuck it up fine if somebody else is fucking up in the tgfbi it's completely different it's a complete it's not the same you know what i mean it isn't the same you're right okay but, but proportionally people you know what to expect going into the NFB for the majority vast majority 90 something percent of people that are involved in these these leagues whether it's the main event or there's some kind of money on the vibe to a certain degree Okay, they're going to be active. They're going to play it out. They're going to compete. 
right? If it's called a competition, what's the purpose of competing? Is it to lose? Is it to half-ass it? Is it to not bother with it? It's like these people are getting these event, these drafts, and they don't draft during the DCs, the NFBC. I say the same thing to them. Yeah, I, I will call out idiots in the NFBC anytime. Like for instance, I'll call myself out be for an idiot for drafting too, spending too much money on Wade Davis. In fact, I'll be the first person to call myself an idiot. All right, if I do that case, okay, I, I'm I'm totally open to criticism. I, I'm the hardest guy on myself. Is me. Is me. Okay. We'll, get, we'll get to that. In the, we'll get to we'll that. Get to that, that. that. All right, whatever. But the shows. point, but the point being is, okay, why not have? I'm not saying EDCGFBI has to be the NFPC or a main event. Just make it better. You know, just fix the obvious flaws. Just don't say. Just don't sit there and say, you know, everything's right, everything's fine, everything's wonderful, it's perfect. Because you're living in la la land. If that's the case, okay. If you're walking around in life thinking you can't be better, you know, as a person. I mean, look, you don't get to my level, uh, Zach, of of enlightenment. Right. By not looking at yourself and improving, improving. Right, Zach. Correct. Exactly. hundred percent. Right. right. So, you know, so the, the point is it's a constant work in progress. OK, that's the thing. What I've learned over time, you know, and if you're just too hypersensitive and you're worried about what everybody thinks. OK. And you're worried about everybody liking you all the time. You're going to get nowhere in life. You're not going to get it. I'm going to give I'm going to tell you, let you in a little secret, Zach. I'm going to I'm going to premiere the secret for the first time ever on your podcast. And you know, maybe you'll be surprised. It's a shocking fact. Okay, believe it or not, right? There are some people that don't like me. Okay, I, I know you're shocked. I, I find it shocking myself that there you are people. Seen that before, right? You, 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 is it amazing that there are some people that don't like me? I, I don't know. I'll have to see it to believe it. I mean, I'm stunned myself. I can't believe it. You know, because you no matter how good you are and how nice you are and how no matter what you do, right? There's going to be people that don't like you. That's what it goes, you know, and if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to say, I'm going to put my name on a competition or I'm going to create a competition, you know, and say, hey, here's this great competition I'm putting out there. Guess what? Okay. Some people are going to come after you sometime for various things. You're going to be open to criticism. Okay. You're going to open it. People holding, holding, you know, holding your feet to the fire sometimes, whether you like it or not. Just like what I've had in life many times, people hold me, you know, to cannibal certain things, whether it's my business or whether it's some other shit like that. That's how life works. Okay, so if you want to go through life and worry about having nobody say anything bad or negative about you, guess what? It's not happening. It's not happening. Guess what? Maybe you should learn from that shit, right? So this attention that's going that way is only going to help the competition alone. Because just like I want to use the example of the NFPC, okay? I want to. I want to. This is a perfect segue into talking about the NFPC, okay? Because people that are in the NFPC who've been here for a long time know me, right? They know that I've been the, one of the biggest people that clash with Greg and Tom over the years. Right. You know, I'd be way before you were around. I mean, they were on the board. You go back and look my, my the message board stuff. You know, they, people thought I was going to get booted out of the NFPC because I was I was like the main, you know, you know, adversary to Greg and Tom about shit over the in, in, my, in my initial. In 163. Years. What? In 163. Yeah, that was one of the, that. That was a minor thing. OK. <laughs> There, there was a lot of stuff before game 163. Uh, I'm just talking about just improving the league, man. You know, because you know what? The NFBC has come a long way to improve itself from when I, despite what the cubby asshole says about whatever, it is a phenomenal site now. They do a lot of things. It's constantly improved. It is the premier contest. He says it's, it's, a, he it's, a, it's a shit site and a shit app. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. That's coming from the guy on Fantrax. It's a good thing to say. Right, maybe you should take a look at your 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 site. You also app. said that most of you, this is this is, this is is the part I laughed the, the hardest at. Most of you pieces of shit aren't inherently good at fantasy, so... I know it's very simple. I knew what he was. I knew knew what he meant, but I think of people watching that, um, just like just like if you have guys like I don't know, like really good players, <laughs> like that. Not inherently good at fantasy, man. 
like, okay. like all, all you guys, like, like just name a few of these guys. Like, like if so he couldn't if, freaking if shovel, shovel, he couldn't shovel that at like KJ Duke and like, I know Casey Cha doesn't have um, Twitter, but like, do so Toby, like if they saw that, they're like, what the fuck is going on with dude, this? Yeah, dude, he couldn't shovel the shit at a freaking K- Lindy Hinkleman's pig pens. Okay. He couldn't. All right. I'm just going to tell you that he would get smoked if he walked in there because you know why he, he, he doesn't understand the level of intelligence of these players and the quality of the competition. I don't think he was referring to like any of those players specifically, but it, like, but it came off that way though. Right. It came off. Like he came off. Like he's saying, Lindy Hunkman's like, that's how it comes off. You walk, you talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk. That's the thing. You, you got no track record of competing in anything else. You know, I talk a lot of shit, but I back it up with good play. Okay. I would even say great play. I'm aspiring to be a great player. I'm getting there. Okay. But I, but I back it up. To the, I'm work, I've gotten to the point where I can take on and hang with any player in the NFBC and beat anybody in any given league at any time, depending on how things fall. Okay. I can, but it took, it took me a lot of years to work. You know, and, and most of these guys are doing it, you know, 10, 11 months of the year, nonstop. Okay. They're not just popping in once in a while and pretending to be a baseball expert. You know, so, you know, this guy, he talks a lot of shit. He'll never show up, dude. He'll never show up. He's never going to get the money together. Even if, even if he got the money together, he's not the balls or the guts to show up there. Right. He's not. To, to, to sit down there because really right now you know there's hundreds and hundreds of players that would love to take his money that know that, that are, are better than he'll ever be in a hundred years okay because guys like him they don't put the they don't put the effort in they don't put the time in they don't put any of that stuff in. they don't understand about that, what it takes all right to be superior to be a superior player right so if you so that you, he'll never show up anyway and it's it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be there's not everything has to be a whale you know, the big, the high rollers to compete in the NFBC. You don't have to be, but there are tons of phenomenal players, even younger, some of the younger generation players. They're not, they're not millionaires, right? They're billionaires and they're phenomenal players. Well, thanks. They're out there. What? Thank you. Thank you. I'm not talking about you. I know you wish you think that was a case, Zach, but you know, <laughs> you, you have, you have, you have all, like I said, you have all the Canadian mafia money. So you're, you're fine. You know, you, you know, we don't, we don't talk about where your money comes from okay. out there in waste management in Canada at this point. But, uh, but you know, like I said, he'll they'll they'll, ne- they'll never do it. So you said before, so just talk all your shit, stay, dude, keep doing what you're doing, writing articles for whatever that no one no one gives a rat's ass about, all right? And go on your merry way, because because they said if you, there's, there's, unfortunately in this space there's a lot of crap, right? And you got to be able to sift through the crap, right? The talkers and the pretenders and the wannabes and whatever it may be, right? So full 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 stop on that whole thing. But again, I want to just definitively state this as I said before, right? With this TGFBI. Okay. I, I, I bust balls. I joke about it. I call attention to it because you know, ultimately at my heart of hearts, I want the damn thing to be better. If you go, especially if you don't want me to be in the damn thing, you know what? And you can be better. And if you're going to sit there, as I said before, and pretend that it's just fine the way it is and nothing's got to change, you're really selling yourself out short. You're selling the charity short. You're selling some of these players short. You just are because they at least deserve Okay, a certain level, a certain standard of competition to go into with certain expectations of a level of play. I mean, because really, otherwise, what, what's the point? You're gonna have you know hundreds of players circling, cycling in and out of there, and not stick with it. You want the people to come back every single year, right? I've been running a freaking league in New York City, right, for ten years at five thousand a pop, right? To come in, fifteen players spending five thousand a pop. Okay, these guys come back every single year. It's sold out immediately. Why? 
Okay. It's the quality of the competition. That I want to get in the midnight best. madness one. You got like next year, I'm going to be in Vegas. I want I want in that competition. You could kick out Carter. Like I was talking to him. He, he, he drafted like two utility players, right? Right. Like I said, and he'll be the first to admit, you know, and we, and we're there every once in a while is like, I'm just joking. I like I, Carter's, Carter's a cool guy. I'm just joking. He's a great guy. I want to party with that guy. Yeah. He's a party guy, man. I, right? I don't, don't no. keep him in, but I'm saying like get, get kick somebody else out for me. Right. But even, even in a, in a drunken league like that. Okay. This guy, fucking uh, cubby, Noel, whatever the hell his name, James. Okay, going out. Couldn't even on a night full of drunken people getting together at whatever time in the morning in a twelve-team league. He'd be lucky if he finished better than tenth, right? I'd lay money on it that he couldn't even do the damn thing. His career record. This is hysterical. He's talking shit to me about about his life, and he's he, the best he's ever done is, is a sixth place. He never played in one cash league in the NFBC, and the best he's ever finished is a sixth place finish in a, in, in in a TGFBI league. You, you're kidding me, right? Right? And this is the guy that's going to come in. Good at fantasy, man. Well, you're not. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna play next year. He's gonna play. He'll play yeah. All right. Guys. Sure. You're not. I'd love. I'd love. I just love it, man. That would be the best thing. We're it's gonna, gonna set up a Vegas rivalry. Team. It's gonna be what? a good, good rivalry next year. No, a good rivalry in the NFPC is me and Gecko, right? A good, a good rivalry in the in, in the NFP. Some some kind of competition like that, or me, or even even what even even the marginal player like a Chris Liss coming in there from Rotowire to take me out is still inherently a more enjoyable and some le- these are some level because some kind of fighting chance if that's the case. All Those right, before before we okay, I get the point. Before we get into it, I got I got to get your thoughts because you're I don't know if you're I don't know if you're with this guy or against this guy Smata. So he wants says set the lineup because we were we were talking about this. So you are you with him saying like he should be setting the lineup and saying fuck this I'm out of here I'm not giving you my spreadsheet anymore or are you with are you, are you against him saying like he should just not be playing? Like, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Does, does people really give a shit about what I care about what Samada does or doesn't do? Okay. Yeah. He, is, he, is, he hasn't blocked me, unfollowed me yet. That's all I care about right now. Okay. So you don't, <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to have that extra block. So what, what is, I guess I there was so much shit flying with him. What, what is the issue now? Am I asking what side am I taking? Oh, team, I don't even know. Team Smata, yeah. team Smata or team what? I don't, uh, team everyone else. Team <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> team him or everyone else because so he, everybody's pissed off at him now because he I, was, wants to- I was reading this before we before we started talking. I was reading like the thread before we started going on just because it's so hilarious. And um, basically, what's happened is Joe Pizza Pizza um, didn't set his lineup for four years, so he's pissed. So he's leaving, <laughs> but he's not leaving the competition. Um, actually, my buddy Curlin asked him. He's like, so like Curlin goes to me. He, he Curlin's got some balls, and he said. He's like, so are you just like not providing your spreadsheet and you're still playing in the competition? So you, you hate it, but you're still, you're not going to leave the competition. You're just going to not do the overall historical standings, which um, he's like, he's, he's not providing the historical standings anymore. That are, is his prop- prop- proprietary stuff. However, he was smart. But that was smart. He'd been doing that for the TGFBI. He's providing yeah, he, that. He does, he does like the stuff, like, I guess, like, KJ. Oh man. I mean, Justin, he's in Justin Mason's doghouse, man. Wait till, wait till, wait till Justin Mason's wife gets a hold of him. His wife's going to shit. Anyway. He's going to shit storm down on him. Like you wouldn't believe that's uh, it. I think he already has that. So <laughs> okay. the thing is, the thing is like, he's saying like how illegitimate the competition is because no one sets their lineup. So he's all pissed up, pissed off a bit. But at the same token, he's also saying that these like, the holy grail of everything is his historical standings, but at the same time, the historical standings are bullshit because no one sets their lineups. So it's sort of like um, hypocritical, right? And then, yeah. he's, and I guess somebody else posted the new historical standings. I don't know who did that, but 
Um, he's saying that they plagiarized him because they took basically <laughs> they took look, the, look um, Smata, I, I love you, man. Okay, but you, you here, here's something you gotta learn because I, I coming from someone who's been like his whose shit in business has been ripped off multiple times uh, in the in, in my industry. Okay, you I've heard this from from legal people all the time. You can't copyright an idea. Okay. So they're not plagiarizing your idea if someone else is putting their own historical standings out there. You may not like it, right, or whatever, but they, <laughs> there's no copyright or trademark on having historical standings. For the, you know, let's take, let's take the exact same thing you're doing and put their name on it. It would be like baseball reference saying that Fangraphs is plagiarizing their stats. Right. Exactly. Is that a good right. analogy? It's, it's, it's good. It's good enough. Okay. But, the, but, the, but, but again, this goes back to... What, what if this is fantasy baseball guys. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I, it's like, I put, I put the sit in perspective because you know, the stuff that's thrown at me, you know, most people, if they got hit with the shit that I get hit with, you should hear the shit that people say to me or say about me, whatever, you know, that are out there. Okay. Would put people under a table into a fetal position or, or just like want to have them leave Twitter or whatever. But you know what? You take it in stride because if, you, if you're going to go out there and you're going to be, you know, like me out there, you're going to draw attention sometimes that is not always favorable. Okay, <clears throat> I can live with that. I'll take my lumps. I'll do whatever it may be. But you have to look at the source and see what the, the would you rather have a guy like this other, this, this jackass that works from Fantrax put out cock-sucking videos and then totally talks about a dick-slapping, cock-sucking and whatever it may be. That's the best he can come up with and insulting some people and personally- I'm actually so surprised that like the morality police on Twitter hasn't come after him. It's amazing. That, that video had like, last I checked, that video had like, like slurs in it. Like, yeah. like, like if, if you said that, because like the only reason no one's going after that guy for that video is because he went after you. So you Trump everything. That, that goes back to what I was saying, Mike, go look up the quote. It all depends on whose ox is being gored. Okay. So you know what? As long as a gore in my ass. Okay. That guy should be, that guy, like normally that like you, if you said stuff like that, you would be like, I would, dude, they would have fucking hung me up and whatever if I wanted me call for my castration. Okay. Yeah. If I, if I, if I did a video like that, right. If I, absolutely. And all he did is like, it's like, it's like the slurs and, and how many personal attacks truthfully. Okay. So that video should be, he should be banned from Twitter for a period of time. <laughs> if, 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 if you go look at their ethics policy, oh, he should be like, you should have to make one of those videos every day. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> but truthfully, if you look at the Twitter policy, right, you're not supposed to personally do that to somebody, right. Or whatever you're saying. To be honest, I would love to like have a couple drinks with that guy. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think he'd be a ton of as much as I don't know if he's taking it that we're, like I'm ripping on him because like some of the stuff he said is just like only if he wears a hat. Some, only of, some, wears, some of the stuff he says is completely stupid, but no. I still would love to have a couple drinks with that guy. I think only if he wears the hat. He has what? to come to he has to come to Vegas and wear the damn hat. Okay. Well, yeah, we we will, well the three of us will hang out next year. Yeah, we'll hang out. That'll be good. That'll be that'll make for some. Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I do want to hang out with that guy. I think he'd be a ton of fun. Yeah, and then maybe you can find him a job after he's when we're done having the drink too, because it sounds like he needs a job. You know? Yeah, maybe draft champions would have a website and have writers by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so his content, you know, uh, he'll have the he'll have the his article will be the uh, the cock sucking top twenty starting pitchers. He's <laughs> like uh, the dick the dick slapping uh, top tier uh, relief closers. That that'll be the level of the, uh, what you're going to get out of this guy out of this guy. Sounds fantastic. Can we move to a listener question? Sure, why not? All right, so we had, we had a listener question when I had War Dog on uh, the other day, but we were in such a hurry because I had the War Dog on right before I did my main event. And um, 
uh, he had to watch the Nets, Nets game. So we like the Nets game started as soon as my main event uh, was starting, and we went down right to the belt, right right down to the wire. So we had to leave before this question was answered. This is from Leland Taglieri. Leland Taglieri. He says, "What do you expect?" Leland Taglieri is a great guy. Uh, I don't even know who the hell he is actually. No, so I'm just trying to be nice to somebody. I don't know. He probably so. Go ahead. He is a great guy from from what I see. He's asked a great question. <laughs> Um, this, or hopefully we're not too late. We're maybe late a little, on a little bit of it, but he says, what do you expect from power speed options you can get late, like Lux, Senzel, Solak, and Kim on the Padres? And you think Kim gets out, outfield eligibility? So this question's a bit dated, but I do want to, I do want to apologize for him for missing that. And um, we'll get, but we'll I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer it as if I didn't have that knowledge. I want to give you the answer I would have given you before the season starts, all first right. of all. All right. So let's, let's take it from the top. So who's the first one? The first one is uh, Gavin Lux. Kevin Lux was a late round favorite of mine up whenever I can get him. He got a lot of late round, um, the famous buzzword helium. Okay. As it went on, it was apparent that he was going to have that job. And, you know, I got him in the middle infield spot and I expected um, that the guy was due. If he let the guy play, that he would have the opportunity. And I would say it's not out of the realm of possibility that the guy would steal a good solid 10 to 15 bases. Right. Uh, if I had to give a projection, what I would say, I plays all year. You, you can expect at least that out of him. And, that, and in this day and age, the way steals are down, that's a boon for you if you can get that guy that late and you get that out of your middle infield spot. But not only with that, but that other level of town with power and potentially batting average and in that Dodgers lineup. So I would be all over Lux, even pre, even pre what he's already doing to start the season. All right. What about Senzel, who was by the main event? Um, by the time of the main event, he was going like a one pick, like 135 to one. He was going like ninth, tenth round. I mean, and it, again, the Senzel, I, I I wouldn't touch him only because, and much I'd like to have him, right? But where he was going, because the main problem is the injury risk, right? I mean, it's great. He looks like he's off to a decent start. And even then, there was a scare, injury scare. He had one already uh, to start the year, right? And we were all thinking, here we go again. Thankfully, he got he got back on the field. He had a great, I think, as we're recording this, a great night tonight uh, that's out there. So great, you know. And hopefully, you know, those of you that put the bids in and got him in the, you know, or, or, or drafted him in the ninth, 10th round, round. I mean, sure, I had, I came close to get him a couple times, but it's just that there was other players I was taking in that range that um, were comparable, but I just didn't want to take the risk to this guy with the injury guys. Like he's like a, he got same issues that Buxton has, which was going in the same area. And, and they were drafts and Buxton and, and him went back to back in the same round. So well, Buxton was usually going before him. Depending on the draft you're in. So, all so right. So, what about uh, Solak? Again, Solak, you know, and he he didn't have the price tag that was out of control. You can get still get him for a reasonable price. I like Solak. Um, uh, I like the, the I like the hit tool. Um, I like that the fact he's got the speed. He's going to steal on Texas. What out? He's like one of their better players. Stole two today. What? Stole two Stole, today. Right. Stole two I got today. Him on both my main event teams, which um, are fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what are they at? Like fifteenth place at least? Fourteen? What are they up to now? So, I'm not looking at the standings right now. Uh, yeah, I know. You don't look at the standings right now. I look. No, it's a lot. I look at the standings every damn night just for hell of it, just for fun. I, I I don't go to bed until I look at my damn standings and see how we're doing uh, every night. That's just one of my fun things I like to do is look at the live scoring and see where the standings are, even though it's going to change radically. It doesn't really freaking matter. Uh, but for now, it's still fun to see what's going on with you guys and how they did. All right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Nick Solak, middle infield option. Dual eligibility, second base outfield uh, on the team. He's on team contacts. He's going to play. I would, I was, I was get Solak whenever I could get Solak, and I do have a lot of shares of Solak. Um, what do you think about this comp um, to Biggio? Like he's going to 
probably going to be similar power speed to Biggio, and he's going to probably hit for a safer average. <laughs> and uh, he's probably going to maybe fall a little bit short on like the like the counting stats versus Dylan Moore, but have a much safer average in playing time. So, like when you comp him to where like the prices of Dylan Moore and Craig Biggio respectively, like I think that's like um, a pocket of value there for Solak. Well, I mean, Biggio, I would say, and you know, he's, I think he's off to a so slow, slow start, but that is going to come around. You know, BJ, B, Biggio, better lineup, uh, better chance to be at the top of the lineup and score a shit ton of runs, better on base percentage, better, I think, a lot more stolen base opportunity and upside um, in terms of uh, Biggio and the power. I don't think Solak's going to have the power close to what Biggio's going to have. And uh, whatever they said about the damn uh, D-Juice ball, uh, I guess they got to go back to the drawing board with that. If you see the way the damn home runs are flying out of these damn ballparks uh, all of a sudden. So I think the little 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 miscalculation in the lab, so to speak, um, uh, about that, because uh, the ball's flying out more than ever. Right, what <laughs> about Kim? Well, Kim. And Kim, and I, and I, and I called it, I will take it, and, and it was a complete victory lap I was talking about in the beginning. When he got signed, he started going eighth, ninth, tenth round, right? We talked about that way back, and I said, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. He'd have to be Ichiro to justify that you know why, never, you, why are you comparing them to Ichiro? Like, is that some, is it just because they're both Asian? Yeah, it is because they're Asian play Asian players coming over here to get drafted that high in the beginning because pitchers are one thing, hitters another thing. Historically, I, just don't, want, I don't want you to be racist about this. I'm not being racist. Don't try to play the race card with me, okay? That that was that was played. There was someone else to try to play that race card. If you remember on on Twitter, right about the white, how to throw the white elitist comment. What was that? You do write that comment down. That that guy that yeah, tried to swirl in our direction. We're reading it. I read the whole thread. Huh? Yeah. Even though, like, the best players in the NFBC are not white. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, why, why say something like that? I mean, what does that have to do with anything? What does, what does race have to do with anything when it comes to the NFBC? It doesn't, right? You know, and I'm, I'm sure there are, I guess, thousands and thousands of players that are not necessarily high-dollar players that are from all walks of life all racial backgrounds or whatever, right? Doesn't matter at that point, okay? So so anyway, going back to this whole Kim thing, as I said before, you know, coming over traditionally, you know, the, the level of hitting in those leagues, okay, is a lot, the, the, the pitching they're up against is a lot, le- lot less than uh, in the U.S. So, it, you know, and very rare, like I said, between, between Ichiro, Hideki Matsui, I'm trying to think of a couple others that jumped to mind that are up that level of you know that ability that you. you I, I, the only reason I said that I was joking, I don't know if my context was lost because there was a tweet that went out tonight that A Rod said something. A Rod was comparing Otani to Tanaka and Otani the good. Yeah, yeah, and people were getting upset about that. So that's that was my joke. That's it. Yeah, and you, and you really want to do some fun facts? That was that's that's your level of humor. You you can try to do some of your own fun facts. Yeah, I got I got the five fun facts. So wait for oh, it. God. God. All right. So anyway, the point being with Kim is, like I said, and I knew that it would be a bus pick to take him. That whatever. The only by the, the the miraculousness, and I hate to say this, that the Tatis injury um, that that we're might as well talk about for a minute while we're you know up because you seem to not understand the type of injury that he had because I had the same injury. Um, you know, with him, it, it's a matter of like I said, opportunity. Cronenworth was ahead of him, and Tatis. So what he was going to be a utility, you know, coming in bench player. And now he's going to get the opportunity. It remains to be seen what he can put up and whatever, but I wasn't on Kim and I wouldn't have recommended getting Kim where he was going. At that point, I was Talk not. Talk about a- the injury. What? Talk about Satis's injury. You were off as soon as, as soon as he was showing signs of it in spring training when he, when he walked off the field. 
did he have that problem because he swings so hard? Look, I, when your humerus drops out of the side, believe me, I've had that before. I had it recently again. When you have that humerus, man, it hurts like a mother. All right. So it, it's, a, it's a sharp pain. I've had it from the weight training. Uh, it ain't fun. I mean, I, my, my main concern was is because it, it, is that it, with these injuries, if you don't know about other alternative therapies, like, for instance, chiropractic care, like a good chiropractor, you know, could work on adjusting that humerus, get, the, get it back to where it's supposed to be let the tissue heal, you get back in the field, like whether it's a you know, couple of weeks, you know, with rest therapy, whatever, two, three weeks, whatever it's going to take to get them back as opposed to, okay, the, the first thing we see is, is something like this is that we're going to do surgery, right? So thankfully, it, it, it's a, if it's a structural misalignment like that, a subluxation, like you sort of say, this is something that most team chiropractors can work on and fix uh, with, with adjustments and then other treatment and therapy. So he's young enough that, um, that that could heal and he can come back. And I had Tatis, I think on one high, I think one of my main event teams out of, out of five uh, that I ended up with Tatis. I think it was my last one that I drafted the last, very last minute of the night you know, that I was drafting the five hole and I got Tatis that's uh, in there. So, and hopefully I can ride it out with him. I hope to see him come back. He's one of the, you know, true great young stars in the game. You don't want to see a guy like that go out and injury for anybody. I'm happy like for my competition who have him, you know, at this point, but at the same time, he went the guy, you know, he, he's one of the guys that helped me you know, win my ultimate last year and, and win that league and, you know, some other leagues, you know, as well too. So hopefully he comes back, but again, thankfully it's not like a, a terrible, like, you know, like he just tore labrum. So that, that, if they went full blown surgery on this guy, he's he going to be lost. For the well, year. It said that he had some, some tearing of the labrum, but um, I have, I've had an MRI on my shoulder and I, I play baseball, obviously not super competitively, but, they, but what the doctor told me was that all baseball players, like be it professional or amateur, have some tearing. Yeah, just like just like all weight trainers, bodybuilders have some kind of tearing in their labors. You just do. You just you always, get like, if, uh, the fr- fraying was the word they used. Like they yeah. always have some sort of fraying that that showed up in my MRI. Like, you got fraying of the labor, and I'm like, oh, like what what does that mean? And they're like, well, don't worry about that because pretty much anyone that throws a ball like like every day would have that on your shoulder. Just like I do, just like I do to people's nerves. I fray their nerves. So <laughs> they're like you're fraying their labrum, fraying the nerves, the same thing, they can recover. So well, yeah, when I read that today on Twitter with like the report from San Diego, they said like there's some, some like, what is it? S- small tearing in the labrum. Like I, yeah. I, like I don't think anything of that. So. Especially at that age. <laughs> I mean, he is, uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, well, at that age, you should have less tearing because yeah. you're 22 or whatever, how old he is. Yeah, but if you swing that hard, the way he swings, yeah, wouldn't let it heal completely, and then it would always get worse when I would swing or slide or something like that. So I think when he the way he plays, like that's like, a well, a he's got better like treatment, and he's a freak athlete, and obviously a way better. Yeah, he's called, so he's a freak of nature. Okay, <laughs> and and an amazing athlete. But, I'm, but got, I guess the point I'm trying to make is my concern is that like he's gonna like the way he plays, he's gonna keep. Well, they said there's something about him about the, with some other injury where we, like they didn't want to touch him in the beginning last year, right? Where they were worried about him. Yeah, like, it was his back last year. Whatever, and did that did that come into play? And he swung, he went through the whole year, and it, it wasn't his back, and we had no problems with his back. So I yeah. think that he's gonna, he'll be fine. How, I know you don't know, but like, what would you guess the the time frame is for his um, return? What I, what I what I would guess is what are you banking on? What I'm banking on? If you, if you were to if you were to if you were to draft today, knowing this. How long? How long would you like? What would what would factor? I would do like, it would be like a one soda, like you, like a situation like it was last year. Oh, that, that, like the one soda situation last year was like a couple of days. I, like I was drafting yeah, I mean, him. Like, well, I mean, how many? I thought he wasn't he out for a couple of weeks. So I don't know. He wasn't out for a couple of weeks. So I thought he was out for a while before in the beginning. Well, he had COVID, right? No, in the beginning of the year. I'm talking last year, COVID, when Juan Soto wasn't. You know, he wasn't like right in the beginning, right? How many weeks was he out? 
I don't even know. It wasn't out for weeks. I think he missed. Yeah, I thought it was a couple of weeks. It was at least a couple. Of, that was just a big chunk of the maybe, season. Maybe back. one. He had like a false positive of COVID, and then like, whatever. But we but we didn't know. So people were pushing. Him yeah, out. we didn't know. So like people were saying, saying maybe two weeks. If I had a guess, you're not going to see him until May. Yeah, so, I don't think. Honestly, at this point, I'd be happy to get him back by June. You know, I, I, have, I have him on five team on five teams, no mains, but I have him. On, you're talking. You're talking. You're talking. I mean, early, a good solid month and i don't mean may 7th i mean a month from today i'm talking about you're talking a good month maybe six weeks before uh if you want to really heal him if they really want to take the time with him and bring him back and not re-aggravate it i think you're looking at that a longer time all right cool yeah. cool all right so don't talk about the main, main event a little bit like who who did you get like i, I heard you on the rotowire podcast and you did a great job on it and you talked about your players you owned a lot and your players you, you were fading so i don't want to i don't want to duplicate that too much because i know everyone listens to you everyone listened to you there um but um maybe talk about your main a little bit um what were what were, th- what were some things maybe you would um you'd do differently now in hindsight which main <laughs> well how, how many did you do five of them I decided I had four. I swore I wasn't going to do another one. Who was your most owned player? You must know that. Um, let's see earlier on. I got a lot of, um, well, I got all of the pitchers because I ended up drafting a lot of these at the end of these rounds for some of these uh, turns for a lot of reasons. So some combination of Bauer, Nola, Darvish, you know, I got a bunch of these guys at the end of the, uh, the turns here. Um, throw a Woodruff in there. So, but um, I got, I got Corbin Burns. I got a lot of what? Do you get any Corbin Burns? I got Corbin Burns in the midnight manager. I have to pair him with Jacob Degrom, which was which was a nice thing. That's a twelve teamer, right? So um, yeah, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about my the Mets shortly about that. You know, but that's like the curse of uh, one of the greatest pitchers of, of all time being on you know one of the worst fucking managed teams ever of all time. But uh, you know, yeah. So I have him. I have a few Burns, but I don't have a lot of them in the main event. But I don't think I got him any main events just because where I was drafting from because it just didn't work out the way I was. I took him in the middle of the third round in, in my second main. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you know, I just think that you know he's you know, obviously think he's a decent pick. We'll think he's going to be for real. I mean, we that's the only reason why people were thinking you know not laying off until like third fourth round, you know. But he could easily be one of those aces. I mean, the second round. Well, I think people were afraid, afraid of the innings, afraid of the uh, the innings. But at first, at first when we were in a couple of drafts together, he was sliding into the late fourth. But like he ended off with an injury last year, same as like Lamette. So you didn't really like you, you didn't see you didn't see him. But once he's once you saw him in the spring, same with Alcantara. Like um, man, I got I got those were my first two pitchers in my second main event. Is was Burns in the third and Alcantara I think in the seventh or eighth. Um, th- uh, those those guys looked really good in the spring. And um, Burns, man, like like he's gonna like him at like 150 innings. Call it even 140. Like what's the difference between that and like 170 of somebody else? Because he's gonna get you probably more strikeouts. He's Burns will get you more strikeouts at 140 innings than most of these those aces at 100. Well, not most of the aces. Well, forget about like Bieber and Cole, but like look at like Maeda. 140 of Burns will get you more strikeouts than 170 of Maeda. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, gonna, he's not. And like I think I talked to Greg Blankenship. We we went back and forth a while on this, and he just he said he's going to be a bust. He, Greg says he's going to be a bust in the third he's round. Be a bust. Corbin Burns is a third round pick is a bust because of the innings. But I'm like, I told him like, listen, like he's not going to like not go five innings. He's going to get into the five innings. All his starts last year, not all of them, but like, I think eight of his like 12 start, or like, I think he, you know, I think he had eight starts and I think he had like 11 appearances. Six of those eight, he went like six, six innings. He had, he was going 90 plus pitches uh, in the last six of them. Like he didn't really seem like he had an innings um, problem. And he, as long as he's pitching well, council's leaving him in. 
and um, it, it's it's almost a good thing because like he'll take him out when he's struggling. He'll, like there's some there'll be some times where he has a short hook, but that will be like that will make sure he doesn't have any of those blow up outings like you saw for like Castillo and um, Kershaw recently. Well, I think Kershaw rebounded tonight. But, he did. Uh, in the, in the, I mean, in the first um, in his first outing, we, we had to <laughs> after whatever, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, so look, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Burns. Be, uh, I think it's turned out to be a fine pick, and uh, this year, that's what it's looking like. The Alcantara, I have a ton of Alcantara, and I think that he's just, it was just all over him. Uh, come some of these main event drafts, and he kept getting moved up. Um, I never was in on him until the end because it's spring training just sold me because he didn't he didn't have the strikeouts last year, but now I think the strikeouts are going to be there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his, I mean, if you look at his numbers versus right-handers, I mean, he's virtually you know unhittable. Uh, and righties right now can't touch him. So, and he looks like he's getting better, which is sick, you know. Yeah, he, he's like pacing to be like a third round pick next year already. So, you know, great. I mean, that's a guy that can help you win a league. You get him late and he becomes an ace. So, but I have a lot, I have him, a lot of him uh, late, but I have a lot of, um, I got some, a lot of Laddie. I got a lot of, uh, I got my Lewis Robert shares. Eager. I got my Kyle Tucker shares, a lot of teams. I got my Dansby, Dansby Swanson uh, as, a, as a big, you know, uh, breakout kind of guy. You know, um, for a full, uh, you know, full season on the precipice uh, there. So I got him on a lot of teams. Um, who else? They're the most owned players. I'm trying to think. I got a lot of Biggio. Still, still a Biggio believer. I, I, unfortunately, didn't get any Bichette. You know, he's been my guy forever. I got him on a ton of DCs, but didn't could not could not seem to snag or didn't want to build a team where I was drafting from to get a Bichette. So I don't think I got a Bichette in any. Were you I'm, going double? Were you going double aces on the turn when you when you had a back end pick usually? Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I think that's basically what I did. Um, you know, and I, I think for the two that I had, I yeah, was, I, I never wanted to. Well, I only I only did two main events, but I had a I had a fourteen I had the fourteenth pick, and I went Bauer, and then I had the option of taking Nola um, to pair him up there, but I ended up taking Te- Trevor Story um, with this, with the in the second round because I didn't want to because I know shortstop just runs out after when you come into the third, so you're going to be if you pass up shortstop there, you're going to be getting like. Well, I would I wouldn't have gone position scarcity there that second round. He's still uh, there's still enough shortstops there. Like I said, you could have got Dansby Swanson later, you know, and been very happy uh, with here. And you know, you I mean story on that on that team, you know, it's taking a step back. So who knows? But uh, but look, I mean, would I, 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 that's just my personal preference. I would have I would have not. Well, I would have taken Bichette as a more up more higher ceiling player coming back there. You know, not in that particular way. But that, that's me. But well, I just would, out where I was drafting from. Bichette, I was either drafting Bichette over story. What? You would take Bichette over story? I, I, I just, my, this is personal preference. I think that, you know, I think stories hit his ceiling and uh, he's in a, he's in a worse lineup right now. Can he, can he, can he do the thing, you know, on the pace he was doing last year? And maybe, you know, 30, what, 30 some odd homers and 20 some odd five seals. It's, that's what we're all banking on there mm-hmm. at this point. But, you know, he might have reached his peak. And, and I think Bichette, He's got, you know, massive upside, uh, batting average, power, speed. I mean, you know, and uh, in run scored across the board. I mean, he could easily be a second or first round pick by the next year, uh, by, by this time next year. So we'll see that, but that's a matter of his personal problem. I mean, you, I mean at least equal, I mean, story, him could be equal. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. Story, right, get um, traded. story could get traded. He may not have his whole, all those games in course. And, you know, and so. I guess that's just a matter of not that I, I mean I have teams that I start I had a couple of DCs where I started I had Story Bichette, you know mm-hmm. the way it worked out you know so that worked out nice you know so we'll see. 
Okay, I want to ask you about my. I want to ask you your opinion on my second um, main event. I don't know. If, I don't know if I posted it or I don't think if, I might have shown you this or not. But I started off with Trey Turner, right? What what number were you drafting from? I was drafting from eight. Okay. So like Cole and Degrom are gone, and um, I could have taken Bieber. So it was like basically between Bieber or Giolito or Turner were my options there. Tatis mm-hmm. was gone, Soto was gone, best of all. Um, and yeah, I just think look, and the other thing with Giolito, I mean, who I've seen, I've seen him going eighth, ninth in the first round. I mean, look, Giolito is a phenomenal pitcher, but you know, you if you're taking an ace, you know, the ratios across the board got to be dominant, right? And there's some, there's some, you know, command issues there, you know, there as well. So I mean, you're not necessarily going to have the, the the greatest, you know, ERA potentially. Could be a whip, a little bit of. Whip. I'm not saying it's gonna be terrible or or terrible. No, I hear what you're saying, and it's not uh, gonna be elite, elite potentially. You got the strikeouts and whatever. So yeah, consider it. it's Darvish the same way. Right, you have to look at that kind of stuff. So uh, time will tell. Time will tell on that. Time will tell. That's why he's going back to the end of the end of the round. But you know, the big three. Yeah, so you go Bieber or Turner, depending upon. And of course, Turner. You know, started off good thing he had a home run tonight, but you know, started did this this shitty thing about like you know you never know the COVID thing. I mean, really, if you if you have a lot of Washington. Uh, nationals, or you had a lot of, you know, um, even the Mets players, they didn't play it right now. They got screwed by that. Um, who else is getting screwed by that? Atlanta a little bit, right? So to whatever the people, the teams that were supposed to be playing because the COVID thing. So, but, uh, you know, it all, it all evens out in time. So you took Turner to start off with then what? Yeah, I took Turner and then I went into the second round. I could have taken, um, um, I could have taken a pitcher, but then I went with um, Seager. Well, I mean, look, I, another guy I would love to. I got him in a keeper, one of the one of the KJ's keeper leagues that I do. I mean, I love Corey Seager. So Corey I mean, Seager seems great. Right? So now I have my over. I guess my average. won me a lot of money. You the know? Thing is I passed on pitching, and then I came around to the third round, and my plan was to get Corbin Burns because I just was like loving Corbin Burns at the end of at the end of spring. And he got douched. Pardon? And he got douched. You didn't get him. No, no, I got him. I told you I got him. You did get him. So I did get I did get Burns in the third round. So I got I went restore I went Turner. I'm surprised he even made it a three in a three eight uh, to you. Well, so yeah, I wanted to take him in my first main. Like I was picking three fourteen, and Del Don took him at like I think three eight there too. So I was going to take him in my you first. Can't, you can't compare anything you're doing to Del Don, man. I mean the guy. I mean well, this is the guy. This is a guy who spent you know six hundred and two fucking dollars in a twelve team league on Jake McGee as a closer. 602 fuck, uh, on a 12-team league for a closer, right? When there's nothing but closers left and right strewn over the you know, over the waiver wire. You know, so you're taking Jake McGee. You, you, so another, a pitch has not been thrown in anger. This was the first bad period before the league even started because we, we drafted this is the first list league that drafted uh, before, way before. So there was a ton of players available there, right? Like C.J. Cron, Dalback. Uh, uh, who else was on that? There's a, there's a bunch of players that just weren't drafted. So there was like, it was like Fabapalooza before the season even started. And he spent like $800 of his fab on Justin Upton, uh, Mauricio uh, uh, Dubon. I think it was, du- was it Dubon? I think, or Donovan Solano, uh, Justin Upton, uh, Jake McGee. And I forgot who the fourth player is. I wish I, I wish I saw the piece of paper there, but it was a, some other scrub guy that could get off the thing. And you're already now 800 on the hole. And we haven't even, a pitch has not been thrown for the season. Shit. All right. So then um, I got Corbin Burns in the, in the, in the third. And I planned to, I, my, I wanted to get a closer in the fourth round. However, they went crazy quick. So that like, the, 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 we were already, at, I was already at a point. Why did you want to close so bad in the fourth round there, Zach? Why? 
Because what have we learned here? I'll t- no, I'll tell you why. And I didn't get I didn't get one. Um, they, did, they did you a favor. We're not taking it before. They did you a favor. I, I, got, I got lucky. I got lucky because I'm, I was, I, I'm a shitty player, but I got lucky there and I didn't get a closer. I, I could have taken Ray Iglesias, but I'm like, yeah, it's a bit early for him. That's already, that's already looking like a bag pick already. Again, I love these teams that never learn that you can't put Iglesias. If you haven't proved anything, talk about a, a mental problem with certain players. The guy doesn't do well in non-save situations. How many times have we seen, if you watch baseball, he doesn't do well in non situation. They continually, whatever team he's on, whether he's the Reds or now on the Angels, they bring the guy in and he gets his ass kicked, you know, and blows up in non-save situations. Why? Okay? So something about that. He doesn't want to do well in those situations. Why continue? Just because you're in a different uniform, is it going to matter? No. So you already see, you're already paying for that, uh, doing that with him. Go ahead. Right. So then um, I went... Um... I said, I said to myself, um, I'd pass. You said to yourself, self. Right? I said to myself before we start, before the draft, I said, if 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 um, if a Rosarina's there in the fourth, in the middle of the fourth, I'm going to pass on closers. And at this, uh, uh, there, I was like, uh, my target was going to be Edwin Diaz, uh, but he was gone already, um, and all the and Hader and Hendricks were gone, and I think Chapman was gone too. Um, uh, That's right. Yeah, cool. Chapman was gone too. Um, so I took a Rosarina in the fourth. So get me some more speed. Um, good player. I know you like a Rosarina too. Power speed. Yeah. And again, he's another guy that I've got in some leagues, but in not, not, I mean, not another super high dollar leagues for where I was stuck drafting. So I said to myself, I said, um, I'll pass on closer there. And uh, I also passed on Kendall Marte, who I really like as well. Uh, and I'll see what font calls back to me in the fifth. And I'm like, I'm going to take a closer in the fifth round. Um, because um, I don't want to, because the reason why I want to get a closer there is because all the, all these speculative guys that I noticed in the first draft I did were going early, like they're going like in the two hundreds. And that's where I really wanted to target some like upside pitching and some, some bats that I wanted there. And I don't want to be spending those picks on like these chances to take closers like Alvarado and Whitgren, who I ended up taking the first draft that didn't really turn out that well. Um, so I'm like, let me get my, let me get some closers out of the way. Well, so if, I that, took, if that Alvarado in your lineup hasn't hurt you. <laughs> you know, I, and I do, I do have Alvarado in my lineup in, in at least one of the main events. You got to save, yeah. Um, I didn't, win, I, I, I did too. not drop him. And he win, I think, too. I think he's got to win and a save. Yes, he does. So, so in the fifth round, I took Trevor Rosenthal. Well, there you go. End of draft. So there you go. You have any forced closers? There you go. You get what you deserve. Told you to lay off that. You should never, never spend up on closers. Toby says that too. Toby doesn't spend up on closers really. Phil, Phil does. So I don't know. Those are two good players. I'm not trying to copy their stuff. Toby, Toby also just drafted uh, how, how he's a million Riamuto shares. It's going to come back to bite him as well too. <laughs> we'll see. So yeah. Rosenthal, shit pick. Now here's here's what I wanted to ask you about. We're up to the sixth round. So at, at this point, I have my two shortstops. I have Turner and Seager. Um, and, and then I come to the sixth round. Labor Torres is still there. In the sixth round. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I said to myself, I, I was talking to, I, I had Graham, who's a friend of mine on, 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 on Zoom. We were sort of talking about, he was sort of my second set of ears and stuff like that during this draft. Who was? Graham. He's, um, I don't, you haven't met him. He's a friend of mine. And, I'm, sure he uh, wants to, I'm sure he wants to meet me, of course. He right? does. He almost came on tonight, but he couldn't. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, what's the difference between taking Gleyber Torres there and Jordan Alvarez? Like in terms of blocking, your, in terms of limiting your flexibility. So I took Torres as my third shortstop there. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, we can't compare start of the season, you know. I mean, uh, the idea, well, you know, how I felt about Jordan Alvarez 
get got massive talent, all the crazy stuff. And the problem is utility spot. I mean, the difference between if you put Jordan Alvarez in there, that's it, because he's all he can do, right? He's, he's just in that one spot. I mean, whereas, you know, Torres, if somebody, you know, you need a middle infielder, can swap him out. If one of those guys get hurt, so you can play him shortstop. At least you got two positions. Yeah, yeah. If somebody gets hurt, I'm assuming Turner and Seager are going to be locked in at middle infield and shortstop. So I took and Alvarez was already off the board to draft cheat. By the way, well, we might get into that. Oh, so your your Alvarez already went. Your Alvarez already went. So I'm saying I'm term, in terms of like okay, I know so then who are your choices there besides besides Torres in the sixth round? You're sitting there. Who are your choices at the time you could have taken? Who was I? Okay, who was I? Who was I? I could have taken Conforto, uh, Victor Robles, T. Oscar. Baez or Simeon. I, could well, have, I would have taken, I would have taken Robles. I would have taken, Confor- I would have taken Conforto for sure. Because like I said, you already had tons of pa- uh, speed, you know, you had turn and batting average, right? You had Turner and, and Seager. So you, had, you know, so, yeah, so you had all that. And, and, and something you have to resist the temptation, you know, he could, that player, he shouldn't have probably dropped there. Torres, right? Right. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have dropped there. And, uh, but I would have laid off him and I would have went with one of the other guys. Conforto or Robles? I mean, especially Conforto. I don't know. I had I had Trey Turner. I didn't need. Didn't need Robles. So I would I would I would have just basically taken. I would have taken Conforto. Yeah. A huge upside power guy. He's an out an outfielder. Great lineup. I mean, I would I would have went the Conforto route. Yeah, that, that's what a lot of people probably would have said. Anyways, I see there. I mean, he made that far along in the sixth. So he made it that far along in the sixth. That's that's a long Conforto. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I took I took Torres there. Then, then not to get not to keep going here, but then I took Alcantara in the seventh and Pablo Lopez in the eighth. I was debating between Lopez and Alcantara. One, I kind of wanted both of them, and um, I'm, Lopez at a higher ADP. But I'm like, ah, I I could see the trends going on recently, so I'm like, I better take Alcantara first. And then Pablo Lopez made it back to me, so I took both I took both of them as my SP two and three. And then later on, I ended up getting Trevor Rogers and Eliezer Hernandez. Uh, both of them um, have, have the entire Miami Marlins pitching staff. Yeah. Except for Sixto Sanchez, which is, which I was clearly avoiding like the plague, but Sixto Sanchez went in the eighth round to draft cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took, he took Sixto Sanchez. I this is, I wonder, is, is this a league I have the side bet against him? Yeah. In? Yeah. I think, yeah. This is what we were talking about. So yeah, he took Sixto before I took Pablo Lopez. Okay. So this, this is the, this is the, the league I have the side bet in. Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm off. I'm, I'm doing, I don't, so. I, don't, I don't know if you actually made it or not. I think you guys talked on the He song. made the bet. Yeah, he made the bet with me. What was the bet? Uh, it's five, he, 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 it's 500 bucks. 500 bucks and he, like, he has to owe it. Whoever, whoever finishes higher in the standings. The overall? Uh, in the overall standings between that, his team there, and my, where is my Jeff you, you saw his team. I think he posted it, right? And I'm in the list. Yeah, and I'm in the list, the list main event league. He was my, it was my second main event. Sunday main event in New York. So that's that, that league compared to that league. Yeah, he's got some good, he's got some nice upside picks. You know, yeah, he's got like Badu and and Josh Rojas. I wanted to take Josh Rojas. He like um he's I think he might, might have set them in on him. I was looking at Rojas, so I was kind of uh kind of annoyed at him that he took Rojas for me, but I know he's one of his more own players. I know he likes him. Did he start his draft? Pardon? Had his draft cheat start his draft. He he was trying to get me on the pod also. I told you he was uh yeah, he, about shit, all the shit that was going on. Shit was going on. He said, "I'll I'll get out of bed right now and put you in the pod right now." If that night to talk about all the crap that was going on, <laughs> and, and 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 obviously, uh, he agrees with everything I'm saying, everything I'm doing, of course. Uh, you know, which is which I'm not surprised, but but um, anyway, we'll do that. We'll do that. But I I gave you top priority to have me on first before oh. I get a turn with him, just so you know that. 
Yeah, and I, I know that he. I know he agrees with everything because he's quite vocal too. I, I think um, he's. He's, yeah, he's 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 thinking he he steps into this. He steps in. He steps in. Somehow he's got tens of thousands of followers. He's doing something right. Yeah. Or wrong enough to be right. So. He, started, he started off with Mondesi Bellinger, and then he and then he did double top two closers. Hendricks Diaz. That's one of the. Uh, that's that's that, that, that's why I was salivating when I saw the team he's putting up against. So, yeah. yeah. So. No problem. That's that's good. I'm, that's a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking to. I'm looking forward to that five hundred dollars. Pete, yeah. if you're listening, thanks for. You know, thanks for throw a few bucks. So, go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, what fast. have you done with your league? You just you made it. Just you made just you took Rosenthal, and then you blew your team further by taking Torres when you took need a third shortstop, and we could have hit whatever. And then what happened? After then that? I took Alcantara and Lopez, and then I took Amir Garrett as another closer. Yeah, that's fine. And then I took Matt Chapman, who failed me in the tenth. And then okay, so you took your one that was your first closer is Amir Garrett. Yeah. No. No. Well, well, he's my first now. Well, with, uh, yeah, with Rosenthal. Yes. Yeah, and then um, here I shared my screen. So um, just so you could follow around better. Um, then um, yeah, so Amir Garrett is my second closer. Mm-hmm. And then I took Chapman. You can see me in the middle. Solak, yeah. Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, a little too early on Vaughn. I wasn't. A, I wasn't a fan of Vaughn there, but yeah. Trevor Rogers. You took dude. That's way early on Trevor Rogers. Thirteenth. You needed to do that though. No, not by. I was still getting him. 18th, 19th, 20th round. No, you a- weren't in the main event. Yeah, no, you Absolutely. weren't. Absolutely. Maybe the beginning of the main event, but like so after, 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 after the 10th strikeout game. I can, I can, I'll call up all my main event leagues. There's no way a Trevor Rogers is going in the 13th round in any of my leagues. Mm, maybe not, maybe none of your leagues, but definitely. Maybe, my, yeah, okay. Right. There were there were leagues where he was going. Then Eliezer, then I yeah, got. You, um, you, yeah, you were in them. <laughs> so <what else laughs> no, there was other yeah, leagues. Was I didn't set them in on him. Um, Segura, then I, then I got McCann in the 16th, Schwarber fell to the 17th round, which is quite That's far ridiculous because you're and I'm looking at this league of people you have in the league. You've got Curvace is a good player, I'm looking at who else Martins is a good player. Um, you know, the ice cream man in this league, you got Duke is a good player. Three, Who, who's ice cream man, Roy Erickson, the third, yeah, game seven. Um, sounds like a Viking. Huh? Sounds like a Viking. Very far from a Viking. He, he, he owns an ice cream truck in Jersey. Oh. I see. He sounds like one of those guys that's on the, on the World's Strongest Man. You must have watched that World's Strongest Man competition, like Van, like Magnus Van Magnerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you, got, you got some. You got some. You got some. You got about five or six even players. Who's Team Eleven? That Sammy again? Yeah. Ugh. All right. So, I don't think I have a bet with him in this league. I don't think it's his team he's using. So. Not using team. I have a side bet with him too. So he did come through. This, this, this is a team that he posted. You said that you like um, everyone, you, every, like you like only maybe four of his players. Well, maybe, I, maybe I am against his team. <laughs> I, I liked about three players. In, in yeah. The, four players in the league. Yeah. But I, so, yeah, yeah. Altuve, not bad. It's Yellick. I, I don't mind. Yellick, maybe Scherzer, maybe, maybe Scherzer, maybe Swanson. Altuve. I like Yellick, Swanson, Swanson, Altuve. And then Rizzo, like he got, he got Rizzo in the tenth, and the Swan, like the ninth and tenth, Swanson Rizzo, like those felt like like those were gifts, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, like you can't you can't screw you can't screw that up. Entire this entire team from around eleven down is a complete, you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on there. <laughs> Where these players come from? Where you got? Yeah, players? I would agree. I mean, I just don't even know where the hell. All right, you, you know. got Ian Kennedy. Well, I guess like we already knew that. Yeah, great. Well, 
Yeah, you think he's going to be a great closer for how long? So Ponce de Leon is not a bad pick in 27. I don't, right, I don't mind that. Yeah, we'll see how that works out too. But I remember, I remember when I in round 18, I wanted TJ Anton. I was planning on getting him, and I got him there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like sweating it a bit. And then Reed was up, and then he took Lorenzo Kane, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, that was great, great call there. All right, so let's talk about Fab. Um, Fab. So talk about how you let's blow. Talk about Fab. Let's go ahead. Talk about. Fab. Let's talk about how, you, like, how do you blow so much money on Wade Davis? Let's talk about that. Tell, tell everyone, enlighten everyone, how, like, teach them. How do you blow, like, well, you, you, box? You, you, so you go on your fab, you know, and you find what you, you click and find Wade Davis, right? And you, you put him in a list, and then you bid a lot of money and overbid and get him everywhere. That's how you get him. That's how you, that's how you blow your money. Um, well, what, are, what are your thoughts on Wade Davis, though? Look, dude, first of all, if, if Ian Kennedy can be a, a closer on a fucking team, Right. Sure as shit that Wade Davis can with increased velocity and, and whatever. So maybe he's found something, he's going to come back and he was on that team and they believed in him enough to give him, he was, his, his heyday was on that team. Right. Did you and see Matt Williams, his velocity chart, you know, Matt Williams on Twitter is, I know Matt Williams. I think he, I think he might've been the ones that unfollowed me. I think he's, he's on the unfollow category right now. I think I lost him with this. He whole... might've unfollowed you. Um, mm-hmm. That sound, that sounds reasonable actually reasonable that, he unfollowed me. that sounds reasonable but he, what i want to say about him is he like do you still follow him of course i'm not a scumbag okay, okay? I'm, not kind of, well, I, I'm not some kind of scumbag that just props because, they, because they, they disagree with me and they want to unfollow me you know, i'm gonna do the same to them you know Anyways. i'm gonna unfollow like like what will you think you think that's like the the be all end all of everything like i gotta worry about who's following me and you know or, or and unfollow them if they, i'm just following. talking about his velocity chart here which is like what, what is the velocity chart? what did you say about Wade yeah. have you seen that chart no i didn't well go on to it like you follow no, him I'm not, i refuse I'm, I'm i'm out of spite i am not looking at ever looking at anything he's ever done again i'm gonna send it, i'm gonna send it to you i'm not i refuse i'm gonna send it to you you're gonna get it i will delete the velocity chart the minute you email it to me i'm not gonna I, email it to you i'm just gonna like him. i'm just gonna tag you in it now I'll tag you in it after we're just, after just we're get to your point. What are you saying about the damn velocity chart? Anyways, Wade Davis, his velocity is up. Like it's it's an interesting chart. If you're if you're interested in velocity, which you clearly are because you cited the fact that it's how much is his velocity up right now? So this is it's a very good chart. It's a very well organized chart. Okay, what is it up to? Was it tell me? I don't need to look at that. I don't have chart. it up right now, but I think he was up like one or one and a half or two miles an hour. Right. So what was he throwing? Ninety? No, not what do you mean ninety? You spent three hundred dollars on Wade Davis, and you're saying and you think he throws ninety? I'm, I'm being facetious. Okay, okay, okay. So, was he throwing, so he's throwing what mid nineties, correct? Yeah, he's throwing mid nineties, I think. Okay, fine. So oh, ultimately, you know, the cream may rise to the top there. So I mean, you, you think Jesse, you know, the, you know, Jesse Hahn's not going to turn into a pumpkin at some time? You know, you know, at this point, you think Greg, you think you think Holland's really got a, a cold in the job? So. Well, it, well, jury's still out on him. It, it could be a massive or a bit. It wouldn't be the two miles an hour. Nine, his average is ninety three point three from ninety one point four last year. Okay, right. And how are your secondary pitches besides his fastball? Does, does he got more than one pitch? Purely velocity chart. Okay. Does he have? Does he have more than one pitch? So he has more than one pitch. Okay. So the truth of the matter is, he could end up. He could easily rise to the occasion and become the goal. We don't know yet. It's early enough in the season. And it could also be a massive waste of fab. Okay. And every single player listening to this 
that's out there, right? Even the great ones, you know, and I'm in a league with some really great ones. I've seen them make already this year. Like, I'm, I'm going to call out Jason DuPont, who listens to, listens to the show. And yeah, you know, what? Did he buy Tanner Scott? Tanner Scott, I don't know. It wasn't Tanner Scott. I'm just guessing. But, you know, he bases in the ultimate. And again, phenomenal player. Guy wins a shit ton of money, won a ton of money last year. Pleasure to compete against him, man. He's one of the best of the best in the NFBC. But and I, the, he, the first Fab Series things runs, we haven't had to play the game, and he blew several hundred dollars on Dalton Jeffries and what was the other what other pitcher? Some other pitcher. I don't know if it was Logan Webb or Logan Allen or one of those guys uh, to add them because basically he had an injury in a pitcher and he really wanted to go all in, so he went all in. And you know he spent you know more than half his budget on those two, and we haven't even not even one, and we're not even one game before one game was even into the season. Okay, so it's and then and, and then what happens? And I was all over Jeffries, and I put up some bull and bid in early, and he, and then they then they send the guy down, and he's not even pitching, you know. And I forget what the other guy was. I think it was Jeffries. I think I forgot the other player who was. But again, he, I'm I'm not sure if he's admitting it's a mistake yet, or who knows if it'll turn out. We don't know yet. The jury's still out. But that could end up being a massive waste of money. And it happens sometimes, even to the best players, right? And like, I'd rather make my mistakes now uh, than later. And uh, my teams tend to finish in these, in the uh, strong and they really start to get you know, up by the summertime. And they, I, I rather, I don't want to, I'd rather be, you know, at 125 points, you know, in September than 125 points in April for sure. 125 points in like the fab dollars or no, no, in like in my league standings. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. So, you know, I mean, so that's what that's that's how you know that's that's how my teams tend to be. They tend to finish strong, you know, and uh, so we'll so, but, but a lot of people that a lot of people are, are shitting on spending that much money on fab. And I, I spend quite a bit on Merriweather, and I, I know you, I, I think you got him in one of the leagues. I, I, I was looking, I was I looking at a the, bunch of change on, on, on Merriweather, and look, I think, I, I think it's worth it, man. Like, um. Like, yeah, I mean, you watch watch the guy. I mean, and they put him in there. You know, they seem to be pretty committed to that guy, and uh, you know, he seems very down. He's one of those guys that could just end up being the guy that well, he's there the whole year, and he's a dominant closer, and he's got a great good team, and he's you know racks up thirty saves or more. So, but so, but you know, you don't know. You want you want these guys in your roster. You you know, so you got to go for it early and put them on there. And like this year, I, I I'm I'm happy with the fact that I have multiple teams that are main event teams that have closers or potential closers in waiting or closers that got a partial share of the job. So I'm not, I, you know, and I, and I, I try to add one more. I added Davinsky here. I added a, a Wade Davis here. Davinsky added, blew a save tonight. What? Davinsky blew a save tonight. Great. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, didn't see the end of that game. So I got I had him in one league. So, and because I spent the money for him. So I put him in there, but, um, you don't know. You just don't you don't know how it's going to turn out, and uh, I'd rather not be you know fishing for later on the way on the waiver wire. So some of these guys, you know that that I have like the you know I have the Amir Garrett's, Lucas Sims, the Alvarados, the Gregory Sotos. The uh, I have a lot of these guys. Uh, how many of these guys do you want to like have in your lineup, and how many do you want to put on your bench? Like, what's your strategy with them? Because you want to start mm-hmm. like like who do you want to start? Who do you want to put on your bench? Like, how well, many obviously the, the two star pitchers, the good two star pitchers get the get the priority, and you have to decide okay make a strategic decision of what clothes you're going to sit. But normally you have like, if you have those gun money guys, you have that three of them out there. I would say on average. Three, three, three relievers out there. Yeah. I mean, any given, any, any given time I would have them in there. Right. So even if, even if we're not locked in closures, like would you like, I have Alvarado in a, in a league this week. 
just because basically I ran out of options. But it's also in the last week, a lot of pitchers weren't pitching. If the CEO wasn't pitching, so why not have Alvarado in there and throw him out there? Exactly. So for me, like I lost Rosenthal in both my main events. Um, just because I, I, I'm not going to play scared. I thought he was like the best value at on the board at that time. Like if I missed on the first couple of closers off the board, like I think that there was a clear teardrop off there and it sucks that he's hurt now. And it sounds like he's, he's really hurt. Um, looking at the out with possibly man. He's probably that's, that's bad. That's like Matt Harvey. That's Matt Harvey bad. Yeah, Matt Harvey bad. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't going to be inviting, you know, inviting. I mean, there's, there's certain guys like I knew Kirby Yates. I was not touching anywhere. These guys that had warning signs there. And like, you know, Rosenthal wasn't exactly coming back with a clean bill of health either at that point, right? So, well, he looked healthy. I didn't know. I didn't notice anything about him. But okay, me, like, I, was down, like, I was down a closer. And um, like for, for James the Paxton, thing, man, it's like James Paxton. You know, I resisted and resisted and resisted and not want to touch Paxton with a 10 foot pole. And then what do I do? My last possible team that I drafted. Well, which was the which was a rotor wire team that I did at like one o'clock in the morning, you know, on that on, on the uh, April first, right? Uh, which is a, which is a three and a half fucking hour marathon with you know the whole league almost timing out every damn pick. I threw Paxton on the team, but that team is also loaded with pitching. He's like my sixth star. He's like my sixth star. When, when did you when did you draft him? Six star. That's pretty bad. You know. <laughs> if he's on my team, he's like my sixth starter because I had like so many powerhouse starters ahead of him. So I thought, yeah. I, thought you know, I thought you had all this reputation about being good at avoiding players, but like even I knew, like man, Paxton, like you're. But he was, dude. He was. It was like the fifteenth round in the twelve-team league. Fourteenth, yeah. you know why not? I don't know. At that point, he's still why, hanging. Why is the better question? He's in a six-man rotation, so you're basically never getting a two-star week. He's, mm-hmm. he's like almost guaranteed to get hurt. He's not on a great team. Um, did I mention? Did I mention he's going to get hurt? Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Um, so, um, do you want to talk about Merriweather at all? Like, I think like, like at worst he's at worst he's in a split. Like, I think he's like he's a, he's ahead of Romano for me because Romano might be getting might not be getting any saves and Merriweather could be at least getting like half and maybe all of them. And we'll see. like he looks ridiculous. So you know, he could be he could be he could go he can go full on. You know who knows Devin Williams this year. You know like last year he could be like dominant ratios or Nick Nick Anderson. You know when he before he was hurt. And you know, give you a shit ton of strikeouts. And yeah, even like the ratios could be good. The ratios would be sick. Worst case scenario, was he going to give you 15 saves? Even if he's going to share 20 saves? That's possibly? still decent with the, if the ratios. But the thing people are afraid, he's only pitched like 17 major league innings coming back from, from injury. But like I did listen to a podcast with their pitching coach recently, Pete Walker on the Jays. And he said they, people people were afraid. People were shitting all over like us spending that much money on Merriweather. Um but the pitching coach said that they have no hesitation of using him back-to-back games. So that that was one of the that was one of the things that they were worried about. And um, according to the pitching coach, um, that's not that's not really much of a concern. But I'm saying like, man, like there's all these people saying like, oh, I can't believe you spent that much on Fab for like Merriweather. You spent forty percent of your budget. Like, oh, like, but and granted, there's a lot of people that have like vet NFBC veterans and people that have been successful saying that, which is which is fine. But there's there's also people that don't play in the NFBC, so they don't understand like like the nuances of like, be like, you got to be in the league to understand, like feel it out. Right. There's people that have never put, put a penny in the NFBC, like fab leagues and they're still, and they're shitting on these picks. So just like, you know, don't, they, they, that's why we don't listen to those people. It's, they're, they're spec, they're, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Mr. Part-time fan tax writer, fan tracks writer over there, uh, cubby, you know, making commentary about, you know, shit that he doesn't know what he's talking about. 
right? Because, you know, I, I was thinking about him the other night when I'm doing my fab, if my nine fab leaks that I'm doing, and I, which I started with two, three days earlier, so I could get them all in, and how many hours I had to spend editing, changing, working on bids, working the wire, researching players, you know, to, you know, work on my teams, right? Right. I mean, you know, this, this guy, he said, he got, he's, he's too busy with his, you know, internet porn to be able to have time to do this kind of stuff. So, so players, players that I think are up this year, like that are, that are trending up and I think they're legit. Like uh, you can already see that, like, if you were to redraft again, the landscape would be completely changed because things like people overreact. So, but I don't, but it's, but it's. Why am I still looking at your main event team in front of me? I get rid of this thing. Are you still screen sharing this for me? So, um, I think I think right now it's important to know what's an overreaction and what is a proper reaction. I think players that I think are up are Alcantara, Kettle Marte, Steven Matz, Alex Reyes, Freddie Peralta. Those are five guys that I think like um, are doing well. But I think like you're actually going to see those guys take step forwards. And I think I, I'm I'm most confident with those guys. Do you agree with them? And do you have any guys that you want to list? That they're, they're, they're going to go the whole year this way. They're going to be the next yeah, like team. like these guys are like you're like they're going to like okay, you got them cheap this draft, like not going to happen next year. Well, I, I don't know about Mets. You know, I mean, he 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 still could easily turn into a pumpkin again. We'll see. I mean, I saw enough like of Mats as a Mets fan. You know, pitching in the, pitching in the American League, he has those. He does have those uh, runs uh, where he does pitch very well before he has like you know six, seven, eight run implosions. You know, and when when things start to go wrong on Mats, and you're going to see this, okay. This goes back to his, 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 he loses concentration and he unravels, falls apart. So right. he hasn't had experienced that yet, but it's coming. So, I mean, I don't, unless, unless there's something that people are going to tell me and it's pitch mix or his velocity or whatever, he added a new pitch that is good. That he, that's a revelation for him. I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen that, but I haven't looked at an intermatch that much to see if that's going to be the case. If that's the case with him. Right. So I don't know. Looking at um, Matt Williams velocity chart. I'll tell you about his velocity is easier. I don't see him. I'm just scanning it. No, I don't know if his velocity. I thought his velocity was up though. Maybe this isn't recent enough. Yeah. What? Who knows? Who knows? But whatever. All right. So down, guys. Um, did you have any? Did you have any guys to list or no? Besides, besides Matt, I mean, so you said who the guy? I mean, Alcantara, I agree with. I mean, for the year, Kettle well, Marte. Of course, Marte. He was everybody's popular bounce back guy. I have a lot of cards like Kettle Marte. Alex Reyes, Freddie Peralta. Yeah. You like I'm those guys? Very happy that I have Peralta in my ultimate league this year. So nice I mean, to go along with Alcantara, to go along with the Grom. <laughs> so I have a lot of uh, a lot of good solid uh, starters right there. Nice. Mm -hmm. I got uh, I got 26 wins from uh, Freddie Peralta today. 26 different wins. 26 wins and 26, 26 leagues. Things. Yeah, so suck on that, Mike. Um, Wait, what are you like? You know, channeling Cubby again now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so players I've down. The first one I'm cheating with is Adalberto Montesi. Uh, I was down on him to begin with, and he got hurt. So well, I, you know, I have none of him. I don't need that. I, I didn't, you know. Yeah, that was a variety of reasons. Not, not somebody. Jack Flaherty is a guy that I have down permanently. Um, I don't have any Jack Flaherty either. I didn't like what I saw about him. I know, but I don't know. I don't have many Jack Flaherty exposure. And then Nixon Zell, man, like I just for what he was going for. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't get him in the main event. He was the guy I was targeting, but I just couldn't pull the trigger that early. Um, he's a guy that, like, yeah, like he, like he's that rare profile. 
but I'm kind of glad I didn't get him at his price. I still like him for what he was going for initially, like in the two hundreds, but like at his price, I'm kind of like, I think he's he, one of those guys that, that, you know, you can see go full, you know, AJ Pollock, you know, like had that monster year that he had yeah. that, that one year on, on, on Arizona and never have it again. You know, like, you know, like whatever, because of injury or whatever it may be. be. Comp. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, you can see him steal all his bases and have the power and have a great year on that team. And everybody be all over him and then never do it again because of whatever. Right. But who knows? And then there's some closures, obviously. I'm not even, I won't even getting into them. Just like, obviously, they're they're down because they don't like Pagan, Whitgren, they're stuck down. What do you think about Yerman Mercedes? Is that a mirage or is that for real? Yeah, I'm, I'm more in the mirage category, man. I don't have, I didn't put any bids on him. I mean, you know, people are all over him. I understand it's a great story. The guy's, you know, whatever, but who knows? I mean, okay, here, there are great, crazier things that happen. Some guys have come out of left field. I mean, how many, how many major league bats did he have before this year? One, you know, and the guy starts eight for eight and whatever. And, you know, I had some good games. So, and he's in a situation where they got, I guess he's filling in, right? And right. playing. So, you know, and he's, and what's it cost you to get that guy? You know, what's it cost people to get that guy? He went undrafted everywhere. And then we got him in one league. You know, we in our tag team. Me and Mike Curling got him in our tag team league for one dollar. What in a, in a in a in a what team was this? Oh, the, this was like the tag. Oh, you're the Maddie the Maddie Davis uh, tag team league oh. satellite the 15 team satellite. You got him for a buck. I, can... I have I have Maddie Davis like like everywhere I turned in Vegas I, there there was Maddie Davis. I don't know what what what, what is. I think he was stalking me somewhere. <laughs> Everywhere I turned, I was I I am at the pool. He shows up at the pool. I'm walking by a restaurant. Hey, it's Matty Davis again. Everywhere I go, it's Matt Davis on my face the entire time. And I talked about it. And, again, he, and he's pulling all over me when I met him for the first in person there and whatever. I don't understand that whole thing with him. So I talked uh, about this in the podcast, but I, I don't. You but, talked about the other podcast how he was like feeling you up and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not just him doing it. It's like it's like I don't understand what, why is it when you see some guy who's like has an imposing physical stature or some kind of built stature, you want are you, are you just checking to see if it's real? I, I don't understand. Like I'm wearing a rubber a rubber suit. It's like <laughs> and like hey, Mike, grab my arm, grab my you know my my pump in my punch in my chest. You know, you should get a T-shirt next time. Don't it says don't touch the merchandise. It's like it's like a little freaking you know hashtag you know MTM two man. That's why I started a new movement here. It's like what's happening like that. <laughs> MTM two. MTM two. You know, it's like what the hell. It's like everywhere I gotta go, I gotta get physically pulled pull on and molested. So I don't understand what that is. So. Hashtag MTM two. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. All right, um, that's about it. We, we, well, right, well, it's been a great show. Thanks for having me uh, for the evening. Are we about to, is that what you're saying? Or we're not, <laughs> no, well, we're not. We're not done because we got my five, my five, my five fun facts. No, how long have we been going for tonight? Now I don't know. I actually don't know. Well, there's no timer anymore. I don't have a timer on mine, but we just gotta be close to two hours. Oh, it has been. Yeah, we have to keep up with the. Uh... Yeah, we we got it's like we're it's like the Joe Rogan experience here. We don't we don't we don't we don't we don't keep track of time. So, do you have anything else to say before I get my fun? You know, you're 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 gonna have something to say afterwards. I'm sure you'll have some reactions to this. And um, ready for it? I'm, I'm having reactions to your uh, fun facts. Yeah. So now, now now you're using, you know, my feature and it's, and, and it's an imitation being the Caesarians for a flattery. Yeah, You're trying to do the fun the, the the one the feature that you shit on is you said it wasn't going to be funny and no one would like and yeah. everybody loves to hear me do which I didn't prepare today because I was too busy you know working on my uh, yeah so I'm picking up the slack here I'm, I'm picking up the slack I'm I'm doing the fun facts today I only got five I only got ten I just realized it's like three fifty sixteen in the morning 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's a freaking weekday. I got to work tomorrow. So do I, man. I mean, you know, I haven't even, I haven't even, I haven't like, you know, haven't done, I haven't, I haven't showered. I haven't put my mud mask on. You know, I haven't done my cucumbers on my eyes yet tonight. I haven't done any of that stuff yet. So me neither, man. Me neither. So, so the, the quicker I get to this, the quicker you can. Let me hear your fun facts and we'll, we'll bring it home for the night. All right. So fun fact number one, draft champions leagues have a player pool in the thousands of players. I've prepped hard this year and I've had over, um, I have over a hundred tiers in my starting pitcher rankings for these contests. I didn't do rankings. I did tiers. And this was literally the most tiers I've seen since Smada BB was sobbing uncontrollably this week about a charity fantasy baseball league. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on to the next one, man. Okay. Go. It's literally been over a year since I went out uh, to a restaurant with my wife because of COVID. I remember it like, like, like yesterday. We sat down. I ordered a pitcher of beer and she ordered a glass of wine. The waitress come back and she gave my wife the beer and me the wine. Since then, I haven't seen a pitcher so obviously misplaced until I saw Carlos Mercana's week one TGFBI lineup. <laughs> this, this is like, I, I'm, I, like I'm, I want to say am I in camera, but I am on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Okay. Ready? Next one. Next one. Tim Duncan, basketball player is the most blocked player in NBA history. So he's been blocked the most. Not He doesn't have the most blocks, but he, somebody, somebody else has blocked him the most times being blocked. He's been blocked 1,485 times. That's the record. MKM has been blocked more times than that on Twitter this last week. That's probably, that, that, that probably is a true fact. Too, too. And, and I, I, I am partial uh, to Tim Duncan because I believe, I think he's a huge Dungeon Dragons player as well, too. Really? So, Did not know. Did not know that. He's one of the big athletes that are also into D and D. Okay. Okay. So Mike, you are really not earning many friends on Twitter, but this guy Smata is stealing your thunder. Even more people dislike him. I haven't seen two. I, I, I haven't seen two people continuously one up each other for horrific performances since I was drafting in the main event with Sammy Reed and draft cheat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, man. All right, go ahead. Ready for the last one? No, please, yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. It's hour of the morning. I'm ready to hear the last one. Go ahead. Okay. Did you know that in Canada here, we have two official languages, English and French? And we actually have an official languages committee with a chair, two vice chairs, and nine members. This was the biggest waste of money I've ever seen on a committee until I saw you spent $329 on Wade Davis. Yeah, bingo. There you go. Perfect, man. There you go. Very, very, very well done, Zach. Very well done. Very well done. Not. Let me stick to the comedy acts, okay? Okay. Whatever. But I, but I, but I give you, I give you, I give you a C plus for effort. That's actually better. That's actually kinder than you. It wasn't a complete and utter disaster train wreck that I thought it was going to be, but it was pretty near close. Okay. Like there was a car that that was coming through the the the, you know, trying to run the you know, the, 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 the cross, you know, bars and, you know, you clipped it as you went by there pretty good, but the train stayed on the tracks. Yeah. Wearing a seatbelt. Now, now, now I'm going to have to go back and really work on this hard for my next ones. Yeah, I don't so, know if you can, I don't know if you can top that. No, I don't know. I don't see what I can do, but you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you'll get, you'll be lucky enough to get some messaging from Yancey about how great they were. And you know, that, uh, so, cause I, cause I didn't, cause I didn't write them. So, um, yeah, so, maybe, maybe. So it was another interesting experience, Zach. Great being with you. I'm, there. I, I'm done with podcasts with you. 
until the the, the, the unless something more gets me more fired up again. Uh, unless, uh, unless you like, unless you have like another like shitstorm on Twitter, we're just podcasting until October, until October. Because we still haven't, we still haven't released the, the Cubby no response video yet, which I'm sure is going to go over real well on Twitter when that thing comes out. Because obviously, again, it's a, again, like you made a point before, it's just amazing that there wasn't one person that saw that video that, and everybody saw it that was attached to me because it was linked to me that's on there. You know, you didn't hear any horrible. How could you be so horrible at the NTM? How could you? How could <laughs> well, you no one's going to feel bad for you. How could you degrade him like that? How could you call him names? How could you use all that sorts of language, you know, and all those different slurs? And I'm just afraid. The, I'm, I'm just surprised the morality police didn't get, like, didn't get on, get on, get on that guy for all the slurs. Yeah. It, we, we, who's, who's on the, let's, let's, let's look at the Twitter morality piece, uh, police committee. Who would be on that committee? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come back next episode and talk about who's going who's gonna to be on that committee. That's out there right now. We'll have everyone. We'll have no. Well, well, next next podcast episode is going to be MTM with like the committee. We'll have everyone. The fantasy baseball morality police and morality and lawyering committee. Because you know that's another fucking thing about Twitter. They get how many Twitter lawyers are there out there all day long? You know they're scouring Twitter to come to people's defense all the time. (laughs) You know, let let people defend themselves. You know what? That's how. That's another way you get stronger in life is letting people defend themselves. How about that once in a while instead of you know you fighting everybody's battles for them all the time. Especially if they haven't asked you to fight the damn battles for you. That's another one. Maybe you should go to the person first. Hey, I'm about to jump on Twitter and fight your battle for you. Is it okay if I do that? Okay. Oh no. Oh, okay. Then I won't do it. Right. Yeah, I'm, no, good. I'm good. I'm good. So they gotta they gotta protect them from me. I know that's what they gotta do. But right. but Zach, you know, it's always been an experience to have you on my pod. Uh, I'm glad you uh, you know showed up tonight and recorded all this, and I'm sure it'll be a huge hoot when it gets out there. Like yeah, me. I stayed awake for the entire thing. And um, I appreciate you coming on my podcast, the Draft Champions Podcast, and good luck to you in your leagues this year. And we'll be talking back and forth. And and um, be careful in those fab bits.
I am pumped to be collaborating with Rotoballer for the 2021 baseball season. My Draft Champions podcast will be joining the Rotoballer Radio Podcast Network. For a while now, Rotoballer has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy baseball fanatics their fix for in-depth MLB analysis, tools, and player news. The site and the team is bigger and better than ever, with articles, tools, and podcasts for everyone, including contributions from me. If you haven't heard, Rotoballer's 2021 MLB Draft Kit is live, and all Draft Champions listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's Draft Kit by using the discount code CHAMPIONS. Rotoballer is home to number one fantasy pros, accuracy rankers, Nick Mariano and Ariel Cohen. Both Nick and Ariel's 2021 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer Premium Draft Kit. Along with printable cheat sheets, our top draft sleepers, more than 300 player outlooks, and tons of great draft tools and in-season tools. All of this premium fantasy baseball goodness from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with the discount code CHAMPIONS. Just go to rotoballer.com backslash radio, get your premium pass today, and win big in 2021.